The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, boys and ghouls. See, I told you I could sound like an asshole. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of... Damn, that's scary. Wow. I could have sworn you were Will for a second. Was yes. That, did that work? Was that a good impression? That was... It, it was good. It was good. It was good. You're getting there. I've been practicing. Have you? Oh, yeah. Like in front of the mirror? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Micah. I am joined alongside my dear friend, Greg. Uh, Will is not in the studio today. He's still out. Everybody wish Will well. Hopefully, he'll be joining us again soon. Uh, how's it going, dude? It is great to be back. Happy it, to be here. It's great to have you back, man. Uh, a, little co- a couple things about last week's episode. Uh, the movie that we covered was the Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we gave you were not <laughs> was not real. And that's mainly my, uh, my guest co-host uh, had a lot of fun facts that weren't facts okay i can now, explain yes and, and that's that's what i'm getting at here because i got a little <laughs> bit of i got a little bit of flack on that Did on you? uh uh the app slasher okay. that that i'm a part of i i post our episodes on there called me out I, huh uh called it like like actually they weren't twins you know I that think is I, that is exactly what i expected so it doesn't surprise Yeah, me. and i had to explain that we were going along the theme of the movie that so this was a, a conceptual piece. Yeah. To be as pretentious as possible about this. Um, maybe, we, maybe we didn't really make that clear, but I suppose if we did, it would have sort of ruined the gag. I think so, too. And also, after every time you said something like that, you would follow it up with, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah! If you listen closely, I was, I was being very careful not to uh, falsely malign anyone. Yeah, uh, and that was. <laughs> I felt like that made the episode, and it made it fun. Uh, mainly because you guys are listening to an episode called Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows. It was the episode title was "They Forgot About the Book." Uh, right there, going into it, you know what we're going to be talking about. The movie is absolute dog shit. It's terrible, and also people were defending it, uh, well, saying that it's a good movie. To be fair, it is my favorite movie. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, people were legit <laughs> defending this movie, saying that, oh, you just don't get it. I mean, it has its fan base. I I guess so, because we ruffled some feathers with that one. Well, I would like to officially apologize to anyone who I may have upset. Uh, not really. Kind of. Just a little bit. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, on behalf of myself and the Damn That Scary crew here, which is just me and Greg right now, uh, I want to apologize to the adult goth community. <laughs> I feel like maybe I was a little bit too harsh on you guys. You guys are doing fine. You guys are fine. I was all, all in good fun. Uh, but I guess what I was getting at is is that and my wife brought this up a while back. Um, she'll see people on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and stuff like that that made fun of her in high school for being kind of like the goth chick. Uh, and now they're witches selling crystals and shit like that. And it's just like, okay, you're not. Modern goth adults, man. They're modern, out there. Dude, modern goth adults. That, uh, yeah. So I want to uh, 
apologize for offending any apologize. of you witches. Apologize. <laughs> we love you all. Yeah, we do. And we all we appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Arboreal Inc. on Hurdle Avenue, which, uh, oh, shit. Greg's Woo! right here. Yeah, man. Arboreal. That's the way to go if you want a tattoo or a piercing. Uh, they do real or fine work over there. If you want to hear some movie facts. That's <laughs> so. This is going to be your new occupation now that uh, the the shop is shut down due to uh, uh, the second lockdown, huh? No end in sight for the moment. You know, uh, I hear pod- just podcasting pays pretty well, my friend. <laughs> well, we'll work something. If out. you're Joe Rogan, that's <laughs> the 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 white white male Oprah. We're almost there, dude. We're just yeah, we're almost getting there. close. Getting close, man. Every day, closer and closer. Dude, what a fucking week, man. I had to take my car into the shop and uh, just some issues with, uh, you know, out of nowhere, like my brakes and rotors went. But I, I had no issue at all. Bada bing, bada boom, no problem. I actually had to, Greg and I live about five minutes away from each other. I had to give you a jump the other day. Yeah, a little bit of a coincidence. We both had our cars shit the bed uh, pretty much the same day. Not a good time. Nah, no, dude. Uh, yours is a little bit more of an issue than mine. We could not get your car started with the jump. Nah, something's going on there. Battery's totally dead. Electrical system's fucked. Had to take it in. Yeah, uh, so I, what do you do when you kill time like when you're by yourself? To like, like, do you sit around on your on your thumbs, like fucking, like, what do you do? Well, this was a little bit of a special situation this time. Oh, uh, we got well. I guess to start off, we got a little lucky with AAA. They showed up. Uh, although you and I, being the incredible amateur mechanics that we are, we were you say amateur? Oh, you know, debatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were unable to get the car started ourselves. But AAA, yeah, you know, they know their stuff. They do. So they came out. They got my car started up for me uh, with their little jumper box, you know, the, the professional the tools. The superpower jumper box. Um, so I was afraid to to turn it off. Yeah, apparently it we were restart. doing it. We were doing it wrong, right? Because, like, I was attaching uh, uh, the, the, the positive I to your car and you, the negative uh, to your testicle, right? You were doing it wrong. I knew exactly what we were doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, so we, we got through that, got the car started. I decided, uh, you know, rather than worry about towing it, drive it right to the mechanic, I'll drop it off. There you go. Um, this, however, leaves you with a dilemma in that uh, I don't know how I'm getting home now. <laughs> so went for the Uber. It's going to be 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. So I had this light bulb moment in my head where I said, <laughs> you know what? There's a supermarket right next door. Let's see how many beers I can pound before this Uber gets here. <laughs> So what kind of beers are we talking? Light beers or Stella's? Were they Stella? <laughs> they were I, fucking Stella, weren't they? What's your second guess? Ah, man, I'm going to say maybe Southern Tier. Oh, uh, no, you'll never get it because it's not my usual. Oh, I went for the straight up Natter Days. Yo, what? The Sixer of Natter Days. Dude, if you're hanging out at a mechanic shop, I feel like that's the way to go. <laughs> well, Sixer of Natter Days? Yes, sir. You fucking white trash piece of shit. Can I tell you how many I got through before the Uber showed up? Uh, how many minutes did we have here? About 15, I'd say. All right, so you had to go buy the, buy the beer, so that's like five minutes. It was a couple-minute walk. And then you had 10 minutes to drink them, right? Well, here's the thing. I, uh, I contacted the Uber after I purchased the beer. Saying, take so, your time? Yeah, essentially. Woo! <laughs> 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 you shoot him a text being like, dude, do a couple laps. I got beers to pound. <laughs> well, he actually, he sent me a text saying, where are you? Which is 
Always a great sign. Where are you? Well, I was uh, I was at the front entrance of a supermarket. So, yeah. You know, All right. There's a lot of people there. He's looking for it. There's a lot yeah. of cars around, you know. Um, but yeah, I got through about three and a half, uh, three and a half of the old pounders before he showed up. Well, you were just standing out front of the supermarket pounding these? Yeah. Well, I was trying to hide it. Yeah. Come on. I'm being dis- as discreet as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was this the day we had snow? It was a little cold. Ah. Yeah. A little cold on the outside. Hey, it keeps the beers cold though. But. Uh, interestingly enough, I was also eating a head of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so people were staying away. You, what, were you in a bathrobe during all this? <laughs> if I could, I would have been. I mean, you're pounding Natter Days. So you said three and a half. Yeah, I had to, I had to toss half of one because, you know, I'm not going to get in the Uber with it in my hand. Well, did you like do the archer, like hold your finger up like I'm almost finished thing? No, no, I was very, I was very polite to the Uber driver. It's good to be polite. He was actually really cool, man. Real nice guy. Was he just like, uh, no, was this anything like uh, the Uber driver we had uh, on the way home from Guns N' Roses where you were destroying the guy's car? <laughs> no, this guy, he he was um, very tolerant of my shit. Really? He was not upset. We had, we had a great conversation. The guy's name was Douglas. Douglas! If you're, if you're ever in the Buffalo area and you, you get a Douglas. Tell him Greg sent you. Tell him. Greg says hi. If you use uh, uh, Damn That's Scary promo code, they will give you a percentage off, I believe. Well, he'll give you a ride to your destination um, at the usual Uber price. And he'll let you pound beers before getting in his car and probably after. I'm pretty sure he knew. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, don't don't drink in the Uber. That's just rude. Ah, Man. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, But, I mean, if you got to do a key bump. I think some Uber drivers are pretty cool. If you're about gonna that. do that, at least share. Yeah, like if you're in Nevada, I think like that's. I, I, I'm pretty sure, like in Nevada, you go to Vegas, they'll offer it to you. Yeah, they have lights in the car. Here's some bottled water, some lollipops, and a few lines of uh, blow. Would you like to do some blow off of my body? It's not recommended, especially in these times with uh, COVID nineteen running rampant. I uh, you're gonna want to social distance when it comes to any kind of narcotic abuse. Yeah, and you don't want to share the rolled up dollar bill. No. Or the key that you're doing off of whatever. I mean, maybe <laughs> use your own. Be responsible when you're doing drugs, people, is what we're saying. It's really weird now because I shared a, a bowl with my downstairs neighbor uh, during the Tyson fight. And he was like, we got to be COVID cautious here. And he took a lighter and like burnt the end of it uh, old where school. the mouth goes. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, that's. That's smart. Burn those germs burn off. Burn the germs right off. Have there been any, uh, is, is there any data on whether or not you can burn COVID away? I mean, I feel like it's fat. You burn fat, you could yeah. burn COVID. Shed the COVID, shed the pounds. I'm not sure if I've heard anything like that, but it, it sounds legit. Ah. Fire cleanses all. It does, man. Just like uh, that last season of Game of Thrones. Sure. The Damn. best season. The, dude, hands down. My favorite season. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, let's get into it, you fuck. Uh, dude, James Wan. How do you feel about James Wan? Uh, I'm for him. Are you? Eh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I'm like yes a, and no. Exactly. He, uh, James Wan is the same with like Jason Blum, who actually has COVID right now. Really? Uh, James Blum, we well, wish you well. Get well uh, soon, Blum. Yep. <laughs> no Blums left behind. You keep that Blum house clean. That's right. Which I, I don't know. James, James Wan is... I'm just so sick of those fucking Conjuring movies. Yeah, I mean, gets old quick. 
It's the same shit. I'm also sick of kid horror. Before we get into this, I gotta fucking tell you, I tried watching that movie, Don't Listen, that's on Netflix now. It's a Spanish horror movie. Yes, I considered watching that. Dude. No good? I got 20 minutes in. I turned it off. I went over to Tubi, which is a free streaming service that has a lot of hidden gem horror on there. I cannot recommend Tubi enough. Dude, if you could deal with ads, get yourself Tubi. It's a great time. There's every full moon movie is on Tubi. Fair warning. You do get a commercial every once in a while. And there's there some great, great low budget horror. Oh, there. my God. I I was feeling festive. Dude, don't listen. I'm so sick and tired of kid horror. I'm so you mean, sick. You mean and- kid like kid themed like starring a, like a like, creepy child yeah it's all those kids look the same they all look like they haven't slept in weeks because they're getting molested by guys like harvey weinstein every night you know Ooh. to fit the part i uh, i'm just i'm so sick of it the whole like oh there's a haunting but we want the kid and the parents don't believe the kid until it's too late um <laughs> it's the whole like oh parents are going to flip the house why is the kid such a fucking weirdo oh it's be- the therapist is like oh it's because you guys keep switching houses maybe he needs some stability in his life but it turns out that there's something trying to get him and uh trying to make it seem like the dad is the bad guy and i turned it off 20 minutes in i was i'm like i'm like this sucks i'm so sick of that genre that subgenre of kid horror i'm over it dude Kick the kid in the fucking head. I don't care if he's your kid or not. Yeah, I don't uh, think uh, kids aren't really all that intimidating. Like, they're they're creepy. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying Children in the Corn is bad. I love that. Like, oh, yeah. that's the shit I like. Or uh, The Omen. There you go. That's the son of Satan, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool shit. Good stuff. I'm just sick and tired of the whole, like, Danny... What's Danny? What are you doing? And the kid's just standing there with his head tilted in the shadow, you staring see the in the silhouette. Yeah, yeah. And the silhouette's like a like a demon, and it's just like, all right, dude, I am so sick of that right. type of horror. Just get some Adderall uh, in him and put him to bed. I, bingo. Yeah, you say Adderall, I say Xanax. Uh, yeah, and give him a, a give him the Teddy Ruxpin that's soaked in chloroform. He'll sleep all night. A <laughs> little bit of Benadryl, boom, yeah. problem solved, all yeah. right? A little whiskey on the gums. Whiskey on the gums? I just say hit the kid in the head with a bottle of whiskey, and he's out all night. And then you get all the whiskey. And not just that. Everyone's being homeschooled now. He doesn't have to hide his bruises. <laughs> yeah, kid could stop saying he fell down the stairs running into doors. Danny walked into a door frame again. Yeah, kid's awfully clumsy. <laughs> so... James Wan is along the lines of, like, just keep pumping out shit like that. Well, James Wan and Julius Avery, who I like. He's the guy behind Overlord. Have you oh, seen that one? I have. That is good. That's a, that's a fun one. I do, like, uh, I, I do like Russell, uh, Kurt Russell's kid in that, whose name always eludes me. Uh, you give me anyone from the Russell family, and I'm for it. it dude, that's what I'm saying. Royalty. Russell royalty, I like to call Russell. him. Russell, I've been saying I've been saying that for years. <laughs> uh, they are working on a new Van Helsing movie. Not to be, uh, is that going to have any relation to that movie that came out? I want to say 15, 16 years ago or so. The one with Wolverine. The one with Wolverine. Okay. And Kate. Kate. Kate Underworld. Kate Underworld. Yeah. Yeah. God, she's hot. She is. She's such a babe. The first time she they she pops up in Van Helsing. Is a shot of her ass. I feel like that's most of her movies. Isn't that? Isn't the isn't underworld? that underworld? She's in leather. Van uh, Helsing. She's in leather. Most Fucking of the plot uh, is based around her uh, lower half. I, yeah, 
Dude, she's if I remember dude, right. she's hot. She's such a fox. Yeah. And she still looks amazing. Well, anyways, they are working on a new Van Helsing movie. They're going to stay away from the action style of that last movie and focus on the horror. So they're going a little creepier with it. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not really big on the whole Van Helsing being an action star. I feel like it should be like uh, Anthony Hopkins. You like the, the Bram Stoker uh, approach to kind of crazy i want i want van helsing to be crazy yes like a like like nutty over like the a, top like a fanatic yes like a, like a murderous fanatic who just hates those blood suckers bloodthirsty bloodthirsty for the blood suckers okay yeah i want him to be I, like that like, could be the tagline right there oh the movie writes itself can we call them up Dude, I'll get James Wan on the horn right now. Juan, I got the best line for you, man. Juan, I know what you want. <laughs> uh, he'll like that. He'll, dude, he'll love it. I think he'll, he'll enjoy the humor of that. As a matter of fact, if you ever meet James Wan, you should probably open with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stay away from anything racial like James Wan. I got some wonton for you. Yeah, that's no good. No, that's not. And and, and don't come at me on this. I'm saying don't do that. Do not. Do not. Do not. I wouldn't open with it now. (laughs) Uh, Peter Dinklage, since we talked about Game of Thrones earlier. And real quick, man, you scored a great deal on that Johnny Walker. Before we came to the studio, Greg and I are being really classy broads right now. We're drinking champagne. Getting into it. The bubbles go straight to my head. And my God, dude, the Game of Thrones Johnny Walker is on sale for like 10 bucks a pop. Unexpected, but very welcome. Yeah, I'm thinking that they left him out in the sun. <laughs> and well, we're we, just like, ah, shit. We haven't gotten into them yet. but Not yet. They may be defective. Allegedly. But they do have uh, some cool looking bottles. They're uh, Game of Thrones themed. And as far as I know, there's at least three different varieties. So if you're in the Buffalo area, the wine and spirits Buy the 290 in that plaza there with, uh, oh shit, I don't even know what else is in With the plaza. liquor store. With the liquor, the one with the, the liquor the store. The one with the liquor store in it. Head in there, they still have, I think it was like three cases stacked on each other. Yep. That's a killer sale, man. That's like 20 bucks off a bottle. Mm-hmm. All right. So Peter Dinklage was cast, and uh, I feel at this point when the episode drops, it's going to be common knowledge. Peter Dinklage was cast in uh, the Toxic Avenger reboot. Which is very exciting. Good. So you're for this for a reboot? Yeah, I'd be into it. Yeah, you are. You, I mean, okay, good. I know a lot of people. There's a little bit of backlash saying why reboot Toxic Avenger? It's technically not even a trauma movie. I mean, why not, dude? Lloyd Kaufman's baby is Toxic. Well, I suppose it depends. Um, I don't actually know much about the uh, the production of it. Like, do you know who's directing or, or where it's coming from? Or I forgot the director's name, son of a bitch. That's something I'm going to have to look up and maybe uh, report back to you guys next week. Uh, but it is being produced by Legendary Entertainment. Legendary uh, was the company that brought us such films as Pacific Rim. Okay. Krampus. Okay. Which I'm a huge fan of. Sure. As above, so below, which is severely underrated. It's a good one. I like. Did you that like movie Pacific Rim? I I felt like there was way too much human interaction and bullshit when I just wanted two hours of a robot fighting a monster. Sure. That, yeah. Honestly, that's all I wanted. I thought it was great. I mean, 
you you make a good point. It could have been trimmed a little bit. Yeah, little I, bit I didn't. I didn't need a love story. I didn't need the goofy shit with uh, uh, Charlie with all Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny with all the tattoos hanging out sure, with sure. hanging out with Hellboy. I didn't need all that. There was some fat that could have been cut, dude. But. There certainly was, and it's like I'm like I don't want this. I it's it's one of those movies where it's like I'm a big believer of uh, more substance, less sauce. This movie was all sauce, no substance. Well, I, said was, that, that I said that. I said that wrong. Sauce, though. That was good sauce, man. They put the HP sauce on there, which I like. That was great sauce. Uh, baby got sauce. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so I think this Toxic Avenger reboot will be good. I mean, I'm hoping. But now that I'm thinking about it, now that we're talking about it, uh, they're going to have to heavily edit some of that stuff. There's some content in the original that you cannot get away with in 2021 or whenever this is coming out. Oh, man. The movie that we're going to cover today I mean, has content in it that don't cover now, and that movie came out in 2007. I mean, Troma was known for... Still known you know, for. Going all the way with the offensiveness. James Gunn. James Gunn plays... Uh, now, we were talking about Toxic Avenger Part 4, Citizen Toxie, which made up for part two and three in my opinion i agree uh james there's a part where james gunn explains there's that whole rift uh between like the 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 multiverse thing Mm -hmm. and our toxic avenger and uh noxy who's an evil version of him gets swapped out between dimensions bizarro and to explain it was a stephen hawking character uh in a wheelchair you talk like this not okay. A little insensitive. A little bit. That is James Gunn. Really? Yes. James Gunn helped write Citizen Toxie. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he wrote Terror Firmer that came out in uh, 2000. That absolutely insane, crazy-ass trauma movie. That's an odd one. Terror Firmer is my favorite trauma movie. Is it? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 that movie, and then Toxic Avenger, and then I'm going to say, like, Troma's War. I'm a big fan of Troma's okay. War. War, you, you War of Troma. Throw, uh, you wouldn't throw Sergeant Kabuki Man up there? No, it's, it's, it's definitely in my top ten. Okay. Yeah, dude, I, I well, then actually... Then you got your, uh, your class of Nukem High. Oh, fuck, dude. I, I, coming up in the, in the next few months, I actually want to cover Troma for a whole month for a, for a theme, so... Not a bad idea. No, no, man. I'm, I, I do love me some Troma. Uh, so I'm actually really looking forward to this. Uh, and the reason why is that Lloyd Kaufman and uh, Kurz... Uh, oh, God, what is his name? The other guy. Uh, shit. Uh, Cowboy Curtis? Sure. Uh, Frank... Oh, man, my lis- listeners right now are s- screaming at me. Uh... uh well, they are both producing the movie, and they're over like they're uh, they're they're kind of making sure everything is done properly. Lloyd Kaufman also, for years, has gone on record saying that Toxic Avenger deserves a big budget studio release. Well, if Lloyd's behind it, yep, and he is. If if he gives it its blessing, I mean. That's really all you need right there. Lloyd has been behind a lot of questionable women and farm animals in the day, too, that he's given blessing to. True. Uh, someone who I actually know locally. Uh, I'm in a movie with Lloyd Kaufman. Really? Uh, Do tell. Slime City Massacre. Uh, 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 Gregory Lamberson, who I hope uh, one day comes on the show here uh, to talk about some of his projects. Uh, Greg Lamberson uh, worked, worked on uh, Basket Case. 
Oh, back beautiful. in the, he worked on Basket Case, and uh, I followed up with uh, uh, he got some some clout working on Basket Case, and he went on to do his own movie, Slime City, uh, which feels and looks a lot like Basket Case. That sounds fantastic. Uh, it's, it's like imagine Basket Case mixed with street trash. Oh, you never seen Slime City, have you? I haven't seen that one. No. Yeah, check it out, man. It's good. Uh, I will say Basket Case is my favorite movie. Allegedly. Ah, you uh, son of a bitch. Uh, so it's, I promise I won't do that anymore. No, don't make promises you can't keep, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so Gregory Lamberson uh, had me in his movie Slime City Massacre. He, uh, and it was, I, they made a mold for my face because my head gets crushed. Uh, but the opening scene of the movie is a dirty bomb goes off in New York City, flattening it, and it follows uh, Lloyd Kaufman getting a paper, opening the paper up, and watching the blast himself, and then he turns into a skeleton. Um, well, uh, there was a lot of partying on set. Uh, it was a real, real good time. Uh, but the actor's house, I know uh, Lloyd Kaufman got really fresh with a local actress that I know. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to say any names. Um, and I actually, I, I know uh, Lloyd rubbed a few people the wrong way. Uh, I believe him and Greg still have a good relationship. Uh, I don't think it affected anything with them. And How I, have you never shown me this movie? Slime City Massacre? Yeah, you're in it. Uh, it's, uh... I, I don't know, dude. How often do I show you movies? Ah, you tell me about them all the time, but I do. Hook me up, okay? Let's see this performance. Hey, I'll I want to see your head get crushed. I'll tell you what, man. I'll reach out to Greg, and I'll see if he'll uh, if he'll. I don't think he'll actually come to the studio, uh, but maybe he could phone in on Zoom, and we could talk to him. That would be great. Yeah, we could cover Slime City and Slime City Massacre. Uh, he's also an author. Oh, good. Yeah, man uh, of many talents. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, Greg's very creative. He's just very outspoken on social media, and uh, that's as we all are sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, 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 let's talk about uh, Shutter exclusive that just dropped uh, today. Today is December third. Uh, when you're hearing this, it'll be the fourth. Uh, anything for Jackson. Uh, exclusive to Shutter. If you have Shutter, you get a chance to watch this movie. Now, this uh, is the uh, the Macaulay Culkin biopic. I don't think that's correct. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anything for Jackson, which uh, stars... Oh, my God. I completely forgot the actor's name, and I apologize for that. I'm doing a bad job today. Uh, the original Wrong Turn movie, the guy that had the bird nose. Uh, Harvey Birdman. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Allegedly. God damn, he got me fucking doing it. Uh so anything for Jackson, it follows an older married couple. Uh, for those of you that like Supernatural, it is also the original death from Supernatural. Uh, it's him, his wife, and they're trying to resurrect, I believe, their son. That's the impression I got. That's the, the impression. We, we both watched the trailer, read a little bit of a synopsis on it. It looks and feels like an 80s satanic movie. Yes. Along the lines of maybe something like Hack-A-Lantern. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it looks great, though. It looks on, great. I'm really looking forward to why I think I'm going to watch this tonight, actually. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it, man. I'm having steaks tonight. We're going to watch fucking uh, anything for Jackson. Hell yeah. Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> Did I drop the ball on that one? Ah, I thought we were going with Outcast, but all right. Uh, Action Jackson. Ja- Action Jackson is also a very good film. True. Uh, true. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson was the bad guy in that. Mm, indeed. Nothing like seeing Craig T. Nelson and Carl Weathers beat the shit out of each other. Oh, Weathers. He's a he's a treasure. Oh, he's my favorite. So yeah, anything for Jackson is exclusive to Shutter now. Guys, go check it out. Let me know what you think. And uh, last, but oh god, certainly not least, I guess, uh, a Serbian film. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you that? How do you feel about Serbian film? I mean, it's one of those that. You gotta watch it just because all the all the hype, everything you hear. You gotta experience it. But I did. Too. I think once is enough. At least for me, I have no interest in really seeing it again. None at all. But uh, I mean, I can't imagine what they'd add to a director's cut. Okay. So the reason why we're bringing up a Serbian film is that January nineteenth, there will be an uncut four K. Uh, not a box set, but a uh, special edition. With a whole buttload of extras and scenes that were cut from the original movie. And I just, I, what did they cut? I mean, it's got to be intense. I feel like maybe the scenes that were cut were cut because of time or pacing. Right. It might just be uh, kind of bullshit marketing. For those of you that don't know the movie that we're talking about, but I'm sure you're listening to a horror podcast, you're very deep into horror, and you're aware of the movie. If you're not aware of a Serbian film, it follows a retired porn star named Milo that is married, has a son, he's fallen on some hard times, so he gets caught up with... Help me out, Greg. I... Uh, it's been a couple years. It's, God, it's been like I mean, five I, years since I watched honestly, the movie. Honestly, I don't remember much of the plot. I remember he, more of the shock scene. He gets, yeah, he gets involved with a new production company because he had to make some underground porno that was very promising. And they, they to slowly make, increase the intensity of what they ask him to do. It Essentially, it's they're filming snuff films. Yes. Yeah, uh, they give him some type of drug that makes him go crazy and violent during sex where he chops a woman's head off. Um, it's, so it's that kind of movie. If that's what, if that's I, what you're into, it'll, it'll satisfy your, your need for that stuff. Yeah, there's also, they don't show it, but you can hear it. There is newborn, I don't even want to say it on the show. It's a... Yeah, uh, I don't want to say it on the show. Never let's mind. just say uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of have to see it to believe that it's even in the film. Now, I'm not dogging anybody that likes Serbian film because I know there are a lot of people that defend this movie to the death. Hey, different strokes. What kind of... But if you like that movie, you're certainly different folks. Yeah. No offense. None, none at all, man. None at all. Uh, so if you're into that, you can check out the Serbian film on 4K, uncut, January 19th, 2021. I guess the one thing that will probably, and, oh, man, I'm not going to lie, Greg. I am, I'm not going to purchase this, but I know some people that are. I'm going to borrow it from them. And the reason why is that one of my favorite directors and writers, Adam Green. Mm. Uh, a modern-day horror guru, if you will. Adam Green and Joe Lynch 
are going to do uh, commentary over the movie as their characters from Holliston. Now, that from would be fun. The, yes. Yeah, and I'm just... Let's kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Sure. You know, make it a little more palatable to the masses. Yeah, it's like the old 70s previews where it's like, just keep saying to yourself, it's only a movie. <laughs> it's only a movie. And then it's by only the, a movie. By the end of the trailer, it's like, it's also completely real. What? <laughs> uh, all right, man. Do you have any uh, any news going on there, Greg? Do you have anything that you watched this week that you want to talk about? Well, there's this great film called Frontiers that I heard a little bit about. Yes! Excellent. Which is our movie of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Frontiers, 2007. Movie of the day. Movie of the day. <laughs> what was that? That was supposed to be like a siren. Were you like... Like announcing the movie of the day. Were you like in the club where they, they, they like... Sure. They're like, party people! You know, I don't know a whole lot about being in the club, but I imagine that's what it would sound like. Really? Sure. Okay. People just making noise, making siren sounds with their mouths. That's what clubs are, right? I think so. I mean, I haven't been to a... I want to say the last time I went clubbing. I think the last time we both went clubbing was probably together. Marcello's. It was probably Marcello's. Yeah. Uh, classic. However, classic. How many years uh, ago did we do that? Uh, two. It's been a uh, been a minute. It's been one week since I looked at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Well, so it is December, and what is December all about? Christmas, my man. It's about getting those presents. Giving those presents, having a good time. Uh, I'm not really a Jesus fella, but I do love Santa. I mean, now every now we're not going to fall into the cliche of reviewing Christmas horror movies because every other fucking horror podcast is doing that right now. There are a lot of Krampus movies. There are so, dude. There are so many Krampuses. And they range from great, fantastic to. Low budget, what happened? Yeah. There's a lot of that a shit. A lot of that. There's also a Mrs. Claus movie out that's actually kind of fun. Uh, you got yourself Red Christmas with D. Williams. You got Silent Night that I mentioned earlier uh, from 2012, which has a fantastic wood chipper scene. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, wood chipper, you said. Got, got, got sidetracked earlier. Uh, I went on Tubi and I found Silent Night. It's on Tubi. It's on Tubi. Is there anything Tubi can't do? Uh, anal. Oh. I mean, you can, you can figure that out for yourself. While, I while mean, maybe there's a way you could get one of those Nikki Benz. Nikki Benz has a fleshlight that's a double. It's her her chooch and her uh, and her poop shoot. Yeah, just Bluetooth it in there. Uh, Bluetooth it in. And it'll just... kind of wiggle around for you while you're watching the movie. And yeah, man, that's what they do. Yeah. The technology now is just unreal. We're living in the future. Dude, we're living in 2040 right now. Which is maybe a lot better than 2020. <sighs> Who knows, dude? We can only hope. Yeah, right. So Greg, uh, who's filling in for Will right now, actually came up with the theme for the month. And I commend you for that. Oh. And that's family theme. Because... Christmas is all about togetherness. Get holiday season. Fan. The holiday season. So we went with Frontiers, which is a family movie. A family a, a picture. family picture. <laughs> Show it to the kids. I mean, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. 
if you're looking for a good uh, good holiday movie, you got the whole family together, uh, you know, socially distanced for the COVID times. Of course. But, uh, looking for something good that everyone can enjoy? You don't want Daddy Como pounding at your door telling you not to, not to hang out with your family and loved ones. And he'll do it. He'll fucking do it. He'll show up looking just like Big Ben from House. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he'll intimidate you into following the rules. Chewing on beef jerky. <laughs> I don't know what he does. I like to picture him wearing a helmet, at least. Yeah. Anytime he's outdoors, he's running around with a military helmet on. Great reference, by the way. Am I wrong, though? No, you're not. Como is Big Ben from House. Yeah. And that's uh, not an insult. No. House it's, is a fantastic movie. It's not an insult at all. So let's talk about Frontiers. Frontiers is a French horror film that came out in 2007. The synopsis is a gang of young criminals flee to Paris, a flee from Paris, in a bid for freedom, only to find themselves ensnared by a family of Nazi cannibals intent on breeding a new Aryan race. So I have something to admit to you. What's that? I just watched this film two days ago. For, your, for the first time? For the first time. Ooh. On, on your recommendation. Hey, man. Cheers. But just to mix it up, just to, to come at it from a different angle here. Okay. I watched it without subtitles. Foreign film. I pieced the plot together on my own. Just tried to follow it and see what's up. Fortunately, it's a genre where you can pretty much tell what's going on. (laughs) But I would like to give you my impression of certain scenes and just kind of see how how close I came to to what they're actually doing and what they're talking about. Let me uh, get this straight. You watched a foreign French film that speaks in French, a language you don't understand. Uh, to be fair, I did take a year or two of French uh, 15 or 20 years ago in school. Yeah, I don't think that's enough. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, my wife is the same way. She took like a few years of French, um, and she could pick out the French Oh, yeah. I can, she'll, she'll pick out a word here and there. I, I can get, you know, a little bit. I can get the gist. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm not getting a perfect translation here, but that's not the important part. The important part is you learned a lesson, right? <laughs> and it's don't watch a foreign film without subtitles. You know what? I, uh, I, think I, have, I think I have the plot pretty well figured out, though. You think so? I think so. All right, man. Well, uh, let's talk about it, dude. Xavier... <clears throat> Xavier Jens yes. wrote and directed the movie Frontiers. Now, uh, Frontiers, Xavier Xavier Jens is also the guy that uh, I think for our, our listeners, they know this movie, uh, Hitman, based on the video game, Hitman. Number 47. Yes. Number 40. I really, I thought it was 138. <laughs> he was number 138, and he just walked around and went, whoa. <laughs> no, you see, we are 138. Oh, we are. Hitman works alone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, which, funny story, you thought 138 was a racist thing. You know, I, I had heard that from, a, um, from an idiot. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, I had nothing really, no reason to actually believe it, but I, I had heard the rumor that that was a reference to some sort of uh, gang activity or some sort of like racist uh now let's get it. Let's get it no, straight I feel like that's here. That's just sensationalized, and that's just sort of one of those things that kind of comes through the grapevine. Glenn, over the years. Glenn Danzig doesn't hate you based on your race. He only hates you if you're gay. Well, he only hates you if you're not Glenn Danzig. 
That's right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> no, one thirty-eight is that you just learned this is that one thirty-eight were the androids from George Lucas's first film, which is called THX. I, I think it's one one three eight though. I think there's two ones in that title. Oh, really? But it's the 130... Could be wrong. He talks about being an android like me. Yeah, I mean, see, that makes a lot more sense, what you're saying. Yeah. It's not a race thing. It's not a gang thing. That's dumb. That is dumb. It's so dumb. Whoever said that to you is dumb. I don't think my hero, Glenn Danzig, would ever stand for that kind of thing. No. To just let you know how serious I am about Glenn being my hero. (laughs) The guy across from me tattooed, uh, which I think I put on social media before. Tattooed Glenn dancing on me, fat, eating a corn dog. Because nobody tells Glenn dancing he can't eat a corn dog. <laughs> this might be my favorite tattoo of all time. I'm not even. I'm not even fucking around with that. Really? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's great. How often do you get to do fat Glenn eating a corn fat dog? Glenn with a corn dog. I don't take myself seriously. Extra mustard. I, he had a lot of mustard dripping on his shirt. <laughs> nobody tells Glenn dancing you can't have a corn dog. I just love that Glenn was going to be... I'm sorry, I'm getting off track here. Uh, I love that Glenn was uh, a forerunner to play as uh, Wolverine in the X-Men movie that was supposed to come out in the 90s. That would have been so perfect. Agreed. And he said in an interview that his version of Wolverine will be less gay. Yeah. That's a quote. That's Yeah, I'm going to be Wolverine, but I'm going to be less gay. That's unfortunate, Glenn. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I mean, it's, because right now, Wolverine in, doesn't seem to come across as uh, homosexual in any way, does he? Well, no, no, no. Yes, as a matter of fact, he does. Now, if you're a fan of my other podcast, the panel discussion, uh, with my good friend Matt Johnson and my other good friend Will Calrissian, uh, we uh, go in depth about the three-way dance, if you will. Between a one Logan, Scott Summers, and Gene Gray. What's this now? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, they have an oh, oh, Scott and Gene have an open marriage, and they invite Wolverine in, and Scott and Logan, they like to take a little roll in the hay. Well. Mm-hmm. And I know our producer, Matt Johnson, is freaking out right now because Cyclops is his favorite character, and he hates the fact that Wolverine looks at the back of Scott's head. Well, that is enticing. See? There you go! You know, I'd be worried more about uh, Wolverine just stealing my woman. I'd be more worried about Professor X and Cerebro. Yeah, I said Cerebro. (laughs) Cerebra. Cerebra. (laughs) Watching this three-way. Oh, you know he is. He totally is. Oh, he's watching everything. Yeah. Can Professor X get it up? I I think his powers include that. I don't know, man. He had to sacrifice his legs for brain power, right? I think even if he can't do it uh, physically, I think he can mentally just kind of move things around. (laughs) (laughs) He makes makes Scott Summers so erect (laughs) with his brain. All they, right. They have an arrangement. So they do. So uh Xavier Jens, the director and writer of Frontiers, he did the movie Hitman and he uh he is in ABCs of Death. Uh his was the letter. You've seen ABCs of Death, right? Yes, sir. Uh I'm not a fan. 
it, it didn't really. No, I think it sucked. didn't impress me. Uh, ABC's of Death. His was X for XXL. Okay. I don't remember what that was about. I couldn't tell you. Exactly. Uh, Frontiers was supposed to be part of the Eight Films to Die For series. Interesting. But the MPAA gave the film an NC-17 rating, so it wasn't a part of that. You had to have an R rating to be a part of the Eight Films to Die For. So instead, it was released unrated in 10 select theaters across America. Uh, for only one weekend only. Now, I was very baked last night watching the movie and uh, going over the, the the notes and research for this. So I was doing some high math here, okay, which was very hard. I had to get my wife involved, and we were both just like getting really deep into it, like pulling out like PowerPoint and stuff, pulling out our calculator and stuff like that. Getting that when, Pythagorean theory. It was one of those things, though, where like when it was all said and done, we did way too much work. Okay. Uh, on our, in our high math, uh, the movie grossed uh, approximately ten thousand dollars. It was like nine thousand something, but I rounded up ten thousand, right? Well, this this film wasn't necessarily designed for mass appeal. Not at all. Um, I would have loved back in two thousand and seven. I think I was in my twenties, uh, mid twenties. I would have loved to have seen this movie in theaters because this is around the time where I was like really big into Martyrs and High Tension was actually one of my favorite movies at the time. Yes, which is also a French horror film. And this this is very much a product of its time. Absolutely, this is at the peak of the Saw franchise. Yes, um, and Hostel. Hostel. Ooh, Gregory. <laughs> That's why I love you, bud. Did you get a tingle in your balls, too? I did. Mm. Hot. Uh, so the movie grossed ten grand from those two nights. So work that out. That was about 500 people per night that saw the movie Frontiers. Uh, so, yeah, about 500 people per night. So we're going to say about 1,000 people. And they were all French. Every single one of them were French-Americans. Not French-Canadians, French-Americans. Which means that they're not great at French. No, that means uh, uh, they just go croissant. I would, oui, 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 oui. I would love to have a cigarette baguette. I'm assuming that uh, it was subtitled in its American theatrical release. So not the version that you watched. No, no. Uh, One of the things I got to give it up to this movie is that I have not found any dubbed versions of it. That might be a good thing, though. Thank God. I'm not usually a fan of the dub. I hate dub. In most cases. The movie I talked about earlier in the episode, the Netflix movie Don't Listen, was dubbed. Ooh. Ugh, That's, yuck city. That can that can go bad quick. No, 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 no. Not at all, man. I do not like... I, I mean, I would love to get a job as a dubbed voice actor and just say ridiculous shit. That would be fun. Yeah, right. Um... So after the uh, the short stint of one weekend back in 2007 in America, it was released on DVD the following week. Uh, the reception was 50-50 of okay. the movie. There were a lot of people that really enjoyed it, felt that there was a lot of substance and it wasn't just a gore uh, a gore fuck fest in your face. Uh, but then the other half was just like, this is just a gore fuck fest in your face with no substance. Right. This is just a, a film that's very derivative of others in the genre. And, uh, but it also had a, a political appeal to it. it. It has its own kind of identity. Yeah, it totally does. Unlike the, uh, uh, you know, the, the films such as like hostile and stuff like that. A lot of people compared the movie to a mix of Texas chainsaw massacre and hostile. That's pretty much exactly what I got out of it. But with Nazis. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it had the, the, the visual, uh, like the aesthetic of Hostel and a lot of the uh, plot points and just the themes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Nazis. My biggest gripe about the movie is it suffers from the whole it was made in the early 2000s. So it's a it's extreme. Yeah, it's got a lot, let's, of, a lot of shaky cam. Let's take the yeah, Jesus Christ. Let's take the e out of extreme and just put a big fucking x on it. It's extreme. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's like when uh, people were taking the s out of the end of uh, like say something like boys is in the title. Go let's to re- z. put a z in it. Yep. It's like it's like some guy from Jersey. Hey, yo, I got an idea. <laughs> Let's take that S right there. You know, the S is at the end of boys. Well, this is very this this comes from a very in your face culture. I, I feel like there was a lot of affliction, exactly, being worn by the people working on the movie. You know, when those Nazis take off their shirts, like they've got tribal tattoos, tattoos, so many them. tribal tattoos. Yeah. Uh, I feel like one of the guys in the movie. I, I, by one of them, I mean like maybe like all of them. Uh, or tap out <laughs> a lot of tap out a lot of the jeans with that weird cross on the butt yeah you remember those like the embroidered uh, yeah it was yeah. women that wear those nowadays I call party moms that's apt yeah it usually comes with it comes those jeans come equipped with a belt buckle a big shiny belt buckle and a cowboy hat and a morning after pill <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah, I dude, absolutely. You gotta. I mean, who needs safe sex when you got a morning after pill? <laughs> um, that just doesn't sound like a good time, dude. We should do those sometimes. See what it's like. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, crush them up and snort them. What do you think that does for you? I don't know. It might be a good time. Who knows? Just kind of cleans the the old pipes out. I'll tell you what, man. We'll do it. On on uh, air next week. All right. Well, All if, you're, right. if you're into it, I am. Yeah, that's how we're going to get listeners, Greg. <laughs> of course, dude. I'm into That kind it. of attitude has never never done me wrong in the past. That's right, dude. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So let's get into the movie, shall we? Okay. Well, can I uh, can I start you off with my impression of the opening? Just to kind of see if I'm I'm on the right page here. Yeah, uh, please. Okay. Because this, this film starts off with sort of a, a political... Uh, environment. Start off with a sonogram. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. It okay. opens up with an ultrasound shot of a fetus mm. in utero. Yeah. Um, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is referring to one of the characters we'll talk about later is is pregnant. Yasmin. Okay, well, I... You would have caught her name if you would turn the subtitles on. Well, I have my own names for these characters. Which oh, we'll, God damn it. we'll get into at a certain point because in the flow of the conversation, they're speaking French quick. I'm trying to pick up, you know, what's going on. Didn't exactly pick out the name. So I, <laughs> I nicknamed some of these, these all right, uh, all right. main players. And, uh, you know, just to give them Do you know that the, the, the footage from this sonogram was actually uh, Roseanne Arnold and Tom Arnold's baby? Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh. I can't wait to get some pissed off fan email from that one. You dirty dog. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we start off with this um, this ultrasound of a fetus, which is quickly followed by a montage of civil unrest. We have rioting. We have Molotov cocktails being thrown. Police brutality. There's smoke. There's fire everywhere. 
and we meet our two main characters running through the chaos, or more appropriately, limping through the chaos, as one of them is injured. Now, this is our main female lead, who I have uh, nicknamed Maywee. 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 Because she is, of course, French, like most of them. Maywee have a cigarette. So we have Maywee and Jacques. Who are fleeing through this burning city. They are pursued by Le Gendarme. (laughs) (laughs) They're pursued by Le Gendarme. (laughs) And uh, what we know at this point is that Jacques has an unspecified injury uh, to his vast deferens, which causes him to limp. And Maywee is uh, just kind of helping him out. I'm pretty sure it was a bullet to the stomach. Well, I don't know French. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't need <laughs> subtitles for that. Okay, so that's this is our opening scene. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, what all the rioting was was actually during the time in uh, in France. All these riots were in Paris. They're in Paris at this time. Uh, it's kind of like a situation with uh, the election that just recently happened here in America. Let's say if Trump was reelected, what do you think would have happened, Greg? Paris would burn. Or certain cities in America. <laughs> or much of America, yeah. Yeah, because of the, uh, I, the I, I'm not going to get political, but we all know that if Trump was reelected and it wasn't Biden uh, that won the election, I have a feeling there would have been an awful lot of riots. Hey, stop the steal, right? Yeah, man. So that's kind <laughs> of what that's kind of what was going on there in uh, 2000. Uh, I believe the movie was actually filmed in 2006. Oh, six. So there was an election there. Uh, somebody was elected to office that was kind of like a Trump, a, a Trump, a Trump <laughs> type president. And I'm not getting political here. I don't give a shit what side Please you're don't. on. Yeah, the, the reason why is because they're both wrong. They're both assholes. Everyone on the far left is exactly the same as the far right. Far right, same as the far left. You both suck. Um. You know, if you're if you're a politician, you're probably at least kind of a piece of shit. You're probably diddling kids. I mean, that seems to be the the trend. Yeah, thus far. Yeah, then they take pictures of you diddling kids. So if you want to do something against that other politician, uh, they go, "Hey, look, there's pictures of you diddling kids." Boom, bingo, bango. That, my friend, is politics. Now we own your ass. Own it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. Oh, I, yeah, I'm gonna fall into a whole thing. So let's stop. I've been, <laughs> dr- I've been drinking. Let's not do this. I've been drinking. I'm gonna go into a whole fucking thing here and not frontiers, which is the movie we're talking. He gets about. like really alt right when he drinks. I, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do not. Allegedly, allegedly, I, y- y- allegedly. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> no, I get really deep enough. Anyways, all right. So we have Jacques. That you call them? Jacques and Maywee. Jacques and Maywee. Uh, and then we follow... Uh, uh, dude, I love the movie because after the whole riot scene, the sonogram, the riot scene, it's like seriously instant action. And of course, that we talked about earlier, it has that 2007 action shaky cam little, shit. Gets a little shaky. A little tough to tough to see what's going on. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that type of, uh, that, that type of filming. It's... it's- I mean, it, it's, it holds it's like its, you described it. It's extreme. Yeah, I, I feel like the Denzel Washington movie Man Apart did a lot of that, mm-hmm. which is why Man Apart is considered a great movie. But if you go back and watch it, you're just like, God damn it, I'm getting dizzy. It's, it's like tough. It's like watching Cloverfield. Yeah. It's yeah. Like being man. on a roller coaster, honestly. Dude, life is a roller coaster. So anyway, we have, uh, introducing some more characters, we have our three badasses who are 
And I think this will be really easy to tell them apart because we have Shut up. Baldy. God damn it. We have Blondie. Uh-huh. And we have Bumpy. Okay, Al- Alex is Blondie. Blondie has blonde hair. It sure does. <laughs> I don't think it's natural. It's like an Eminem look. Baldy is, uh, I think, our second main lead. He's the one with the cyst on his head? Nope, that would be Bumpy. <laughs> you can guess why. Because of his bumpy personality. Yeah, yeah, go with that. He loves bumper cars. We're, we're cyst friendly. I would never judge a man for that. <laughs> so, we have Baldy, Blondie, and Bumpy. Yeah. Who seem to know each other previously. Seem to have gotten in a little bit of trouble with each other. Uh, participating in these riots. Uh, but we, what we have is the three of these uh, just... Extreme badasses. Take the uh, E out. Just a big old X. Just one X. Yep. No, three X's. Oh. Triple extreme badasses. Woo! And they win a shootout with La Gendarme. They don't really win a shootout as much as it is uh, Blondie snatches the pistol from the cop, beats him up, and pistol whips him. Well, they prove that they're not even close to as French as they look by just fucking up some police officers. That's not a really French, that's not a French thing to do. Nah. I feel like these guys, I think in real life, it would just be them carrying grocery bags full of baguettes. Yeah. And maybe some wine. Striped shirts. Yeah, this, the the hats. Le beret. Yeah, the Monica Lewinsky hats. Yeah. Yeah. Eating skinjilly. Cops show up and they just, they kind of put their hands behind their heads, kneel down, and they're like, whatever you say, no. officer. They just all do. <laughs> they just all twirl their mustaches at each other and yes. call it a day. Yes. Yeah, and smoke constantly. Oh, that's all they do. They're but they smoking. but they smoke with those things like Corolla Deville has. Yeah, yeah, or Cobblepot had whatever. So that's my impression of France. I I could be wrong. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. <laughs> but I, anyway, that's not these guys. These guys are tough. Ugh. They're, they're basically to, American. They're ready to fight. Yeah, and they do fight. Oh, they do, and they win. They win. They 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 win. Who we we? Oh man, and I also love that. Like, uh, none of them like each other because they, criminals that don't get along that have a crime together. It's always great for a movie. You know that's going well. You know it's going great. There's going to be no backstabbing, no issues at all. So they are criminals then. Oh, totally. They're not just a group of guys who got caught up in this riot. So what is it, uh, Jacques and uh, May We? May We? Who is? Who is Yasmin? But I guess we'll call her May We. Uh, may we call her Yasmin? We may. <laughs> That's another character. <laughs> uh, he's, he's coming up. He's, he's, he's part of the psycho family. He's Asian. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there was a single Asian in this movie. No. No. Uh, so we get, uh, uh, homeboy got shot in the stomach. He's on, uh, he's on a couch in a warehouse and every, it's like a rendezvous point, right? Yeah. They hide uh, out in uh, what I assumed was a baguette factory. An abandoned baguette factory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, They're laying low for a moment. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a Simpsons episode where they were pointing antifreeze in the, in the wine? I think so. Antifreeze in the wine? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe this was an antifreeze factory. Okay. For the wine. Is that... They do that? Let's call it a baguette factory. We'll go with baguette. A baguette. So they're in an abandoned baguette factory, which is a rendezvous point, and we find out they got big old bags of money. Yes. Yeah, French money. So I was a little confused where this money came from. We all are. Okay. They never really say, I imagine, during the riots, they were what we call opportunistic... They did a little uh, bit of looting. Did a little bit of looting, but it wasn't just a TV. They happened to loot a bank? I'm guessing a bank. Yeah, because they have 
Uh, Blondie specifically oh. has a large, large duffel bag full of cash here. They show him he just finished counting a one duffel bag, and it was $150,000. They're living large In French or euros, whatever they are. Francs? In francs? No, no that's German. They're euros now. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I feel like the currency are called croissants. 150,000 croissants. That's, that's a lot of dough. And he had three other bags to go through. So these guys are living the good life. Yes. You ask me. Uh, so it's at this point where they're just like, oh, shit, we got to get Jacques to a hospital. He's bleeding out. He's hurting bad. Yeah, which is uh, Maywee's brother. Oh, yeah, you didn't pick that up. I did not pick up on that. No, your French is terrible. Yeah, it turns out, yeah. It's all right. So we get to, uh, uh, so they split up, right? They, they steal a couple of getaway cars, it seems. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they were, uh, they were stolen or they were planted ready for them. It was like a whole plan. Okay, so this is after Blondie shows off his, his big bag full of cash. What I got was that uh, he tells his little buddy, Bumpy, <laughs> I know a, a decent... Uh, whorehouse just outside of town, That's and I got all this cash, buddy. We're we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna have the party of a lifetime. So they jump in a car together. Meanwhile, May we and Baldy toss Jacques in the back seat of their own car, and they're going to Le Hopital. Okay, that part's right. The first part it was incorrect. Okay, all right. So what happened is somehow I knew that they're like they're going to another city in France, out in the country. I, uh, it's like a two day a two day road trip. So they don't plan on stopping at this uh, hotel, okay, which is in the middle of nowhere, yes, uh, outside of Paris. Um, and they don't know that there's, uh, they, they don't even know it's a whorehouse. They're just like, we got to get to this other place. So this is just a, is this just a random destination? It's one of those. It's one of those like we smoked a lot of weed. I'm kind of tired. This is a hotel. Let's stop at it. So it's actually it is a a public lodging. Correct. This isn't just a random house that they duck into. No, it's okay. not a random house. That's it was an actual business. Okay, so that makes a whole lot more and sense why they would go there. I will get to the scene where they actually sealed their fate. Oh, yeah. I think everything would have been, uh, for lack of a better term, kosher. Okay, uh, but there was a scene that kind of sealed their fate. But before we get to the hotel, we have uh, Jacques and uh, We May and the other driver, who's Baldy. Baldy. Uh, they get to the Le Hospital. Yes, and it's the whole like, let's just drop him off. He's gonna die. Whatever. Um, yeah, uh, May We uh, kind of drags him into the the hospital, trying to get him a little bit of help. They they share a heartfelt goodbye. Yeah. Um, they have a brief conversation about what I assume was escargot and Rene Descartes. You're not wrong. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it eventually... was actually it was it was him saying keep the baby. Okay. Yeah, because she wanted to have a uh, schmish morsion. I I feel like I pieced that together from from the ultrasound. I uh, was that correct? Yeah. She she has from uh, Roseanne Barr's ultrasound. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, so they they have a a tear filled goodbye and Jacques. So now before that, though, when we get into the hospital, they're like, uh, we may is like, oh, he's bleeding out. And uh, old Jacques is going, oh, you know, because he's oh, got my best oh, I'm bleeding. We oui, oui. <laughs> uh, So the, the, the nurse is like, OK, let's get him on a gurney and I'll be right back. So instead of getting a fucking doctor to save this poor kid's life, she goes to get security. She grabs Le Gendarme. Is that his name? 
Well, that's the the French police. <laughs> he wasn't police. He was a security. He was he was hot. He was. I mean, he was in a hospital security. Uh, yeah, so he's just a kind of a hospital rent a cop. Oh man, this rent, podcast. Rent a gendarme. This podcast is like nation uh, is, is is broadcasted across the world, and I wonder if any of our French listeners. I wonder if we have French listeners. If we do, they will hate my pronunciation of all these words. But I bet they'll appreciate my accent. I do. Thanks, man. <laughs> Love the smile you gave me when you said I do. Did you see the wink? A little bit. All right. Yeah, it moved. <laughs> um, so he dies on the gurney. Meanwhile, uh, security goes after Wee May. Wee May goes running out of the place, jumps in the car with Baldy, and they peel out. They take and off. And that's where Baldy is just like, he better not say anything. And she's like, well, he will not say a thing because he is dead. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Yeah, meanwhile, this is going on. I love the editing of the movie, how it's uh, uh, one scene to another, splitting back and forth. It's edited. The editing and pacing of this movie is solid. Yes, it's one of the stronger points. I love the pacing of this movie. Because at this point, we're we're following two groups of characters who are going in eventually the same direction, but they're separate for now. But I'm going to say the one is about an hour ahead. I feel like Blondie and Lumpy are an hour ahead. Yes, Blondie... Blondie and Bumpy are, are Bumpy. well on their way to this hotel. So they get um, to... Notable they, is that they, they pass the titular street sign. Oh. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, of course I did. Of course Front, you did. Fr- Frontier. It says Frontier. Yeah. And I I don't know if that's just the name of the road or... I think it's the location. It's just there's Frontier that way. It's Frontier. It's, just a, it's like an arrow sign yeah, so saying frontiers. Frontier this way. However, they go the other way. To the hotel. To not the frontier. No, they fucked up. Uh, Meanwhile, so they... uh, we have Baldy and May Wee. Uh, they're in their own car, like you said, about an hour behind. And what I picked up, you know, could be wrong here on a little bit of this, but I got that they were discussing uh, what I assume is the abolition of the Ancien regime and the merits of a constitutional monarchy. Uh we get a shot of Blondie getting mad uh, about probably the execution of Louis the Sixteenth. He he attacks Bumpy in the car. They're kind of fucking around a little bit while they're driving. Uh, Could you tell it was a rib? No. So they're really high, whatever. They're smoking a joint, and then uh, Blondie stops, and he's like, "Get out! Money's mine. Get the fuck out!" <laughs> and uh, old Lumperoo there is like just they, like, they never should have killed Louis the Sixteenth. <laughs> The French Revolution is is was fake. <laughs> it was just like bullshit. the ho- just like the Holocaust. You heard it was... here first from Micah. Yeah, no, that's not true because Greg had a neighbor who was a Holocaust survivor. He survived Nazi Germany, but died from coronavirus. The man was a saint, allegedly. Oh, he was. Yeah, he might have been one of my favorite people. Probably, allegedly. <sighs> no, he was. He was great. He just never mind. Uh, rest, rest his soul. Rest his soul. So we, uh, uh, it, 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 we find out that Blondie's actually fucking with Bumpy. He's like, I'm just messing with you. Look, you shit your pants. Okay. You know, being the alpha male that Blondie is. Because if you have short bleach blonde hair like Eminem, chances are you are an alpha male and a real tough ombre. You are an apex predator of the modern yes, age. Yes, you are, sir. And I don't just mean that you keep a fistful of roofies on you at all times. I mean that you're just genuinely a tough fella. 
tough fella to stay conscious around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just get so sleepy when I hang out with Blondie. What the? <laughs> so relaxing. The tone of his voice. He's like melatonin if melatonin was a person. He mixes the chalkiest drinks. The chalkiest. <laughs> they always taste like Robitussin. <laughs> so uh, they get to the hotel, which is essentially just like a big fucking house. Yeah. It's almost like a B&B. Yeah, see, good I old, good old bed and breakfast. I did not get that this was a hotel. I, I thought they were just at a random house. They decided to detour. They're like, we got to lay low. Uh, this place looks good. Let's run in and introduce ourselves. Well, if you would have watched the version that I watched, you would have read that it was, in <laughs> fact, a hotel. And uh, right off the bat, we have, uh, do you have the names for the, the two women? Would you like to hear them? I would love to. Let me see if you can guess which one is which. All right. Upon arriving to this house, Blondie and Bumpy enter to meet two women who are already already well into the party of their own, mm. who we will call Femme Blondie. That's the blonde one. And Boozy. Boozy's the one that's a little more timid with dark hair. The one that's drinking. Okay, so we're calling her Boozy and She's we have Femme Blonde? Femme Blondie is the female Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. She definitely is the female blondie. And then we have another fella there who is jacked up, muscular as all get out, with a Fu Manchu mustache. And his name uh, is, of course, Rob Halford. Mustache. God damn it, Greg. Or more appropriately, let's go with Le Mustache. Le Mustache. Le Mustache. Le Mustache. Look at Because he's got an impressive one. And the guy is beefy. Yes, he and he's also uh, in a beater, and he's very wet, intimidatingly wet. Yeah, why is he always so greasy, wet looking? Well, he's putting a lot of work into whatever he's dissecting in that back room. He is also a huge Judas Priest fan. Oh, of course. Look at him. You can tell by that stash. Refuses to believe that Rob Helford's actually gay. <laughs> Refuses. He's, he would. He would stop listening if he if he believed that. He would kill himself. <laughs> And everyone around him <laughs> with his bare hands. Honestly, yeah. Um, all right, so this is where we get the, the, the very first red flag of this situation is that Femme Blonde. Did I get that right? Femme Blondie. Femme Blondie tells uh, Blondie yep. and Bumpy that all the rooms are free. Yes. Now, you, I did not hear okay. that. Okay. She says all the rooms are free, fuck is that okay that's not a thing like what that should uh, raise some alarm bells yeah to that. so they're sitting at the uh the the baldy is just like i'm gonna go prepare your room uh meanwhile get yourself a drink hang out with these ladies and dude the dialogue here is atrocious really at least what the subtitles were it was just like so they're they're not discussing uh blondie's knowledge of albert camus blondie was just like hey femme blondie uh, I got a big dick. Really? You want to see it? Okay. And so that's... I, I assume they were discussing uh, existentialism, you know, getting a little philosophical. I mean, that would get me wet. Uh, I would think. Instead, he's just like, hey, I'm a guy. You're a girl. Let's fuck. I mean, he gets right into it. Right into this it. Is so that's a where smooth she, operator. She leans over and uh, starts making out with him. And that's where the uh, the the. The other one, the emo-looking one, what was her name again, Greg? That would be Boozy. Boozy. Boozy's drinking this whole time. Boozy was talking to Bumpy and was just like, what's the matter? You don't like women? 
Yeah, Bumpy's not having it. Bumpy's not having it because Bumpy keeps saying, I have a girlfriend. Now, if you couldn't tell. I did pick that up, actually. Ah, yeah. Micopine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what. What? That's, that's uh, Bumpy says he has a girlfriend. Oh, is that? There you go. Yeah. Everybody. Or uh, M- Micopan. You learned a little bit uh, my, of French today. I apologize for my pronunciation. I know how to spell it. <laughs> hey, man. Can't say it very well. Hey, we're going to get nasty emails from the pesky French listeners. You know, I pretty much, I I faked my way through French class just by mumbling everything. Yeah. And it turns out that works when you're speaking French. But you don't fake it when you're with me, man. I tell you what. You're like, oh, oh hey, uh, make a bean. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like, very good. Next. <laughs> yeah. Um... And that's uh, the the blondie and uh, femme blondie. They're making out across the bar. She walks around the bar and grabs her by grabs them by the hand and lures them to the room. Now this is where, since you weren't watching the subtitles, Baldy, uh, Baldy's actually out there at the time saying like your room is ready. And this is a quote of the movie. Okay, and he's like, "Hey, at least you guys aren't faggots." Oh, you're talking about mustache. Mustache. Sorry. Sorry. Mustache is just like, hey, at least you guys aren't. I said it once, and that's all I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. Because was, it was a quote. Maybe don't push it that. It was a quote. Now, see, I interpreted this uh, to just based on his tone and the look on his face that he came out, and he was just like, get a room, you sexy, delicious kids. And you're not wrong. I had and no he was... idea he was being way more... Uh, Offensive. About he it. was very happy that they weren't gay. Although he does look like a village people, uh, and he takes recruit. a moment to just I fuck the shit out of Bumpy for what feels like ten minutes. Oh, he even did the whole like fingers up to the mouth and went. Yeah, ah, he's blah, licking blah, blah. his lips. He's winking both eyes in sequence. Oh, he's thrusting. Yeah, he's squeezing his own ass just slowly. There's one part he goes up to like a, a beam. Coming down from the ceiling and starts strip teasing on it and starts dry humping. Sliding up and down. Up and down. Chris goes it. The great thing is Bumpy does not change his facial expression through this whole ordeal. That's what we call good acting, Greg. Yes. He might be the best actor in this film. He's certainly the bumpiest. He is. <laughs> hey, we're going to be in a uh, this movie here. Maybe I should get that cyst removed on my head. The director uh, was just like, Jens was just like, don't you fucking dare. Do you think they told him he had to play a skinhead, but they shaved his head like the first day of shooting? And they were like, <laughs> oh, we have a situation here. <laughs> it's a good thing we cast you for the part of Bumpy because this kind of works. Well, he uses it to match the bumps on his testicles, and that's where the barber was like, I think you should get that looked at. <laughs> you should get it biopsied, my friend. Uh, and we recommend that you do. All right, so we get up to the room, and it's a very, very awkward sex scene. Now, you didn't have the subtitles on, but Blondie was telling Femme Blondie, uh, I'm going to give it to you real good. I'm the best that you're ever going to have, stuff like that, which is weird because there's actually guys that say shit like that. Yeah. That's so weird. Why would you say that to a girl? can't imagine saying that and taking yourself seriously. Like, I I know a guy that went up to a girl and was just like, what's up? I got porn dick. Odd. Yeah. But maybe it's true. And that guy was me. Oh. No. No. <laughs> no it was, somebody I knew actually went up to a girl at, at this bar in Erie and was like, what's up, babe? And they're talking whatever, and it's not going well. And he just goes, yeah, well, I got porn dick. 
I I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not friends anymore. See, I I tend to take a way more uh, slapstick approach to to sexual encounters. Yes. Say, guess what? You're gonna have a real bad time if you, you have know, sex I'm, with me. I'm taking pratfalls. I'm tripping over <laughs> things. Pie in the face. <laughs> It's a great time. <laughs> Real Three Stooges over here. Just yeah. a one-man Three Stooges. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, you poke yourself in the eyes. <laughs> it's a good... T- women like a funny man. I've heard it called the brown eye, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that sex scene was really awkward, and the whole time uh, that Boozy was trying to get on Bumpy, he's saying, No, I have a girlfriend! I have a girlfriend! Get off of me! He, he's not into this... Uh... The sweaty, stinky French orgy that they're having. Not at all. So I think at one point there's a phone call from uh, We We Me. Uh, we got May We calling up. Uh, she's she's still in the car with Baldy. Yeah, and they uh, they give them the they they text the address to where they're staying at, and then we uh, so they're still not at the hotel yet. They're still driving. They are behind. Um, but Blondie's know. just saying, "Hey, hey guys, come on over. This is great." We've got everything here. We got creme brulee. We got croissants. We got sex with uh, Femme Blonde. I already had sex with this German chick. It's like, great. You know, Bumpy's not so into it, but maybe you guys can come over and kind of keep this party alive. Lighten the mood a little bit. You know, yeah. maybe if they see that it's more than just me doing it, maybe Bumpy will jump in. <laughs> maybe he'll pop. Maybe he'll stop filming things and actually get involved. Yeah, he does have that camera filming stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a little weird we- choice. A little weird to film like, hey, guys, this is the crime we did. Hey, well, this is us on the run. Hey, this is us having illegal sex. His whole excuse is I can't I can't do this. I have Mikopin. But Yeah. Then he's but it's fine if I film it. Totally you fine know, if you film it. I, I don't understand that logic, but No, so we get to uh, uh uh a dinner scene where it's a whole family hanging out at dinner. We got grandma with a trachea tube in her throat. She's eating food, food's coming out of her throat. Uh which is totally disgusting. We've got mustache serving some very suspicious looking meat. Pork, they called it. Pork. They said it was pork, and that's where uh Which, Bumpy That was an easy one because pork in French, le pork. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. I didn't catch that. I was too busy reading like I mean, a normal I think. person. <laughs> <laughs> that was my impression. I could be wrong about le that. Pork. Le pork. It's just Pumba or Timon. Which one was which? I don't even know. Uh I Pumba was the, the warthog. All right, so they're eating Pumba. Yeah, Pumba um, you know, I'm pretty sure it might have been people. Um, so th- it, it looked disgusting. This, they kind of they tip the hand kind of early. Like, they don't really try to, to hide that much. No, they get right into it, Greg. Yeah. Like, this, That's, is a, this is a cannibal family. One of the things I like about the movie is that the only downtime really was just the part we were talking about yeah. just now. Well, they don't, um, they don't waste your time with this, like... What is this? Where are we? Is this family hostile towards us? Or no, they man. Us? Like, they just they assume the audience gets it. Before 2010, uh, between 2000 and 2010, horror movies were straight in your fucking face. Straight shooter. No, straight, like, no buildup. No slow, straight into your face. No slow burns. We get right to the bidness. Yeah. And bidness picks up right after this. Uh, you got Bumpy who says, I can't have pork. It's against my religion. I interpreted this as that he was vegan. We know some of those. He was irritatingly vegan. Okay. And he insulted his host. I uh, So he tells them it's against my religion, and that's where they all, like, it's a needle off the record, and they were like, oh, the Jew? Like, uh, like no, I'm not Jewish. Oh, I'm vegan? 
they're like, I'm Muslim, uh, which that right there, the tone of the movie completely changed. I feel like that scene sealed their fate. This is where they decide to eat them. You think they wouldn't just right off the bat, anyone who walks in this house is getting eaten? See, I have a hard time thinking that. I, I, I feel like they pick and choose. I feel like they, uh, okay, see, I'm blonde and I have beautiful blue eyes. I've always thought that. I know you have. They're very icy. I get lost in them. Uh, and my skin is also very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Soft uh, and clean. I, very. Uh, I use ivory soap. Um so it's, I feel like myself, I would have been okay here. Like if you and I would have went here and had dinner with them, stayed there, had sex with these weird Germans, uh, I feel like we would have left unscathed. Uh, I think one of us may have come up as more of a victim than the other. Yeah, probably you. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought of you as the more Aryan of the two of us. Yeah. Okay. I don't have those ideologically. I've been drinking. <laughs> I do not share the same views. Okay. To, However, to be clear, if you were to look at me. To be clear, Micah is not a Nazi. No. He's just However, a, a beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> He's been described as the Ubermensch. Okay. By himself. I don't ever. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I'm going to get a shirt that says that. Um, I, however, am dark. And swarthy. Are you uh, maybe Sicilian? Close. Okay. Let's say I would I would resemble more of uh, maybe a Polish Jew. Okay. There you go. A Polish Jew, you may, say. May not survive this house is what I'm saying. N- uh, y- no. <laughs> but uh, you would have eaten this meal. I would have absolutely eaten this meal out of sheer terror. <laughs> just just praying I can get through it. Yeah. Uh, we'll get in that car, say goodbye, and everyone will be copacetic. So that's where they get upset. They go back to the room because they're feeding grandma, and the food's coming through her trachea tube, which is totally disgusting. It's the first gross-out movie. Great uh, effect, though. It is. Oh, God, is it also, gross. Also, major, major Texas Chainsaw reference here. Yep. They're feeding the, uh, the invalid grandmother. Yeah. Um. Just cramming, cramming this meat gravy into her face, and she's Ugh. spitting it up, and it's it's disgusting. Oh, it's so gross. But speaking of infinite grandmothers, thank you for so much for letting me borrow Resident Evil Seven. I'm oh, you're a, you're you're liking it. I'm having a great time with that. I have about five hours of gameplay so far. Oh, it's, that's the scariest part is when you first get into it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get used to it. It's like it's a different different uh, approach for that series. Yeah, it is. I um, I'm, uh, it's it's very scary. Well, anyways, yeah. All right, so they go back to the rooms and they start watching uh the election coverage again, and they're talking. Uh, it's it's really cool because there's a scene where they're just like this. Uh, Paris, France is the way America was ten years ago, which is kind of weird because now I would that compare America is what Paris, France was ten years ago, ten or so years ago. Yeah. Uh, kind of wild to think about that. Like, uh, if it, I highly recommend you guys watch Frontiers because of that strange irony. Just an odd political coincidence. A little bit. Um, so they're hanging out there, the two of them, Bumpy and Blondie, and the next thing you know, who comes barging in the room? Boom! We've got Eyeball Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Eyeball you... Carl. His name, a... his name is actually Carl. 
okay, so I was right about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard them throw that around, so... He is eyeball Carl because he has noticeably just round, buggy eyes. He's like uh, Leon the Professional. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He's he's got that kind. But of But instead look. of the tired look, it's more like Mr. Bean. It's more like the jacked up Nazi psycho look. Where... See, I consider him a jacked up Rowan Atkinson, a muscular Mr. Bean. Sure. Yeah, I that's what I. It. That's what I look. When I look at him, I'm like, man, this guy looks like Rowan Atkinson. Point just being, his eyes are buggy. They're popping out of his head, They're Steve popping. Buscemi style. So this is Eyeball Carl, and he is, I'm not sure if he's a legitimate member of the, of Le Gendarme. I think it's uh, the, I think it's the same thing as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Where he just kind of owns a uniform. Where he owns a uniform and uses that kind of to intimidate. Sure. You. So, he, you know, so Eyeball Carl is our, our faux cop. Yes. Our faux Nazi cop. And he pops in, and he says, hey. You're those badasses who started that riot in Paris or wherever. So he's mad. He pulls a gun. Okay, so here's what actually happened. Okay. He's saying, uh, uh, he does the whole, like, where are you guys from? They're, like, from Paris. They're like, oh, you're the scum in the riots. What are you doing here kind of thing? Okay. Uh, you fucked my sister. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, I, or no, at first he's just like, it, she, they're treating it like it's a whorehouse, right? Yeah. Uh, so the guy's like, no, 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 she came on to me. And he's like, oh, you calling my sister a whore? And then, interestingly enough, he asks kind of how it was. How did you catch that? Because of your French background? That's just one of the few things I was able to discern. Yeah. He said, did you come? Yeah. And the guy's yeah. like, what? He's like, did my sister make you come? Did you come see, come saw? And the guy is like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and he's asking to look. <laughs> uh, what, you know, maybe what? I don't know. So he's like, he's like, sure, why not? She's a whore. Um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's kind of what happened. I know that's, a, that's a response I usually enjoy. Uh, <laughs> did you come? Uh, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> Heard it more times than I care to admit. My wife said, did you come yet? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. Why? Yeah, I, 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 I guess. guess. I guess. I just opened up a mail packet <laughs> on her back, and I dipped my ham sandwich in it. Why do you keep asking me that, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's name is Carl. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, and that's where uh, uh, Blondie is just like, sure. The Carl's like, hey, I gotta check your bags. He's like, yeah, sure, the bags are over here. Boom. Right in the face. Big sucker Bam. punch. Bam. Pow, right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. So they go running downstairs only to encounter. We got Mustache. Mustache was lurking. And he fucks Blondie up with. Awesome I, scene. I can only assume that that's a golf club. I like a, it's like a thin pipe. Sure, if you're a Polish gl- golf club, do yeah. it. Was, it was a bar. Yeah, it's it was. A it was like old, a, it was like a lead pipe. Big old Polak. Yeah, club. Scott Steiner just swinging his lead pipe around circa '99 WCW. Yeah, and uh, beats the piss out of Blondie there. And uh, after beating the holy hell out of him, Carl is pointing the gun at Bumpy, and Bumpy, in a rare show of. Just bumpy terrorism. Yeah. (laughs) Bumpy terrorizes Carl uh, by stabbing him, I think, with scissors. Yeah, he jumps. He like spider monkeys him, jumps on his back. Uh, So mustache, mustache goes into the other room to prepare something. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah, for whatever reason, he just kind of dips. He's like, I have to have a cigarette. (laughs) 
and uh, listen to his Judas Priest album. And meanwhile, uh, Bumpy jumps on Carl's back and just starts spider monkey stabbing him with these tiny scissors. Doesn't stab him in the fleshiest part of the body, which is the neck. Why the hell would you go for the neck if you got scissors? Instead, he's, he's hitting, hitting him in, him the, in the shoulder blade. Shoulder blades. You could survive you know, that. I mean, I'm willing to, to believe that he doesn't know how to stab. Well, he's doing a fine job. He's just hitting him in the, the wrong place. I mean, I'm not sure I know how to stab. I, I, I can assume that there's vulnerable parts, but I would think the average citizen... Uh, when put in this position, probably is just going. going you know crazy. who knew how to stab? Were those old uh, videos online uh, by a gentleman by the name of Captain Stabbin? Oh, he'll take you out on a boat. A you man on a, a boat. Man on a boat with a goal. That's that's some classic internet. Reference that right is there. classic. If you know who old Greg is, you know Captain Stabbin. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so um, I really hope some of our uh, male listeners caught that reference center at our age. Anything goes on international waters. He kind of based his entire career around that. It was the first casting couch. <laughs> the casting boat. Yeah, because of the implications. The dinghy. Yeah. Uh, so then we have... Uh, uh, mustache comes back, right? Yeah, well, now uh after stabbing Carl, they're they're all frantic. They're they're fighting. Um somewhere in the mix Blondie gets his fingers shot off. By, oh my uh, god, Carl shoots him. He just blasts him and his fingers he he loses two of his uh his index and middle finger. Luckily, he blocked the bullet to his face with his hand. He he says those uh those fingers were were tainted by your your activities with my sister earlier. They got to go. Yeah, he said good luck bowling now, you fuck. Yeah, he just he just Blows them off. Blasts them right off so that they run out. They uh, manage to escape. Yeah. To the car. To the car. They're driving, but who's on the, who's on the pursuit? You got mustache. You got mustache. Right on their tail. Kentucky Derby style. And he is angry. He is so pissed. Yeah, he's listening to Painkiller. <laughs> he's like, here comes the painkiller. And just drives them off the road. Falls down into off a, a bridge. Off a bridge, but but Mustache doesn't go down and check on him. He's just like, no, oh, their, their car flips over, lands on the roof at the bottom of maybe, I got to say, at least a 20 to 30 foot drop. That would kill you. And they are definitely dead. Totally dead, but they're definitely dead. dead. They're not dead. Uh, so, meanwhile, we get, uh, who are the other two that show up? May we and Baldy show up. May we and Baldy show up. Now there are there are a couple. They are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure. Yeah, there are a couple. If May we was with Baldy or if May we was with Jacques, who died in the hospital earlier. That's her brother that died That's in the her hospital. Brother. Okay. Yeah, he tells her to keep the baby because he wanted to be a. Point an being, uncle. I guess she's close with both of them. Both of them. So, this wasn't a budding romance with Baldy. No, this was an ongoing romance with Baldy. We. Oui. Okay, and he's the father of her unborn uh, child? We. Oui. Little, little fetus there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now that we're so, caught up on that. They get to the place, and that's where uh, Femme Blondie and Boozy, they show up. They meet Femme Blondie and Boozy, and they say, Bonjour, fellas. Uh, you didn't happen to see uh, a Blondie and a guy with a bumpy head, did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you didn't try to kill him or anything. I, I, like, we're looking for our friends. Yeah, they were like, hey, the hotel's full. We took him to this other place down the street. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they, they're, uh, they're not here. They're, they're shaking their heads. They're like, never heard a, 
you know, this bumpy dude. I love that they say the hotel is full, but there's no cars outside. Right. Yeah, so they go to uh, the other expansion of the hotel, which is down the road. They send him to a some kind of weird military complex under the guise of this is the rest of our hotel. We're going to call it the Frontier. Okay. <laughs> We're going to call that part the Frontier. This is starting to make a lot of sense. Oh, uh, it's all coming together. They send him to the Frontier. All right, so meanwhile, while this is going on, they're going to drive down to this other place. Uh, we have Blondie and Bumpy. They survived the crash. They survived through the power of friendship. And they limp off into a tunnel. The same way we would survive. And you know what? If Will was with us right now, he would be there right with us. Walking through these mines, these underground mines, uh, and just having ourselves a good time. Absolutely. I imagine Will would be leading the way on this. Of course he would. He's honestly, Will's the biggest of the, of the three of us. Yeah. Yeah, he would lead the way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There you go. He would stand toe-to-toe with Mustache. <laughs> I think you could take him. I think that would be a, a pretty fair fight. Will could take Mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel like that would be that would be the go-to. I would handle the uh, uh, the, the one character Hans coming up that we'll get to. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'll leave you with Grandpa. Oh, I would handle um, him. I know you would. All right. So they're going through the mines, and then we get to uh, – they're, they're walking through, like, these underground mines, they're right? In a, they're in a very claustrophobic tunnel. For That's they're, where they're they crawling. get to, Dude, this tunnel scene fucked me up. Anyone who has any sort of claustrophobia would be freaking out at this This scene. is the part of it where I would compare it to The Descent. Yes, very much. Yeah. Very um, much. They're, yeah. Uh, they're, you know, one after the other crawling through this, this tight tunnel. It's – so tight that blondie over here is just like, oh, I'm stuck. Oh, no, I'm stuck. Oh, but you, I don't know why I went British. But you wouldn't know that because you didn't watch it with the subtitles. So you probably just assume that they're having a conversation about, I don't know, like. I assumed Bumpy was getting upset because Blondie just kept farting in this tunnel. <laughs> like he's, he's crawling ahead of him, but he's not moving fast enough. <laughs> and it's just, it's filling up quick. The air is not a lot of breathing room in there. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> no, they're French, though. They uh-huh, like fromage. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're French. They like that. That's how they attract each other. Is that true? With scents. Yeah, the natural scent. That's why earlier in the movie, uh. when, oh, that's the other thing, too. You watched it without subtitles. Earlier in the movie, Blondie confirms that uh, Femme Blondie had a really smelly pussy. Oh. And he used those words, too. I missed that translation. Yeah, so maybe you need to go back to French 101 and get a degree, bruh. Yeah, my teacher didn't, they didn't define pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steven Tyler would have. Because Steven Tyler will tell you the reason why he still does what he does. One of the essential P's of rock and roll. Uh, Well, it's M's. Oh. The three M's. Mr. Tyler, why do you still do what you do? I tell you, Daddy, I do it for the three M's, and that's money, music, and mm, pussy. I can't believe he talks to his dad that way. Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so he's stuck, and then finally, Lumpy Bumpy is just, he turns around, and on his camera, on the night vision, you get kind of a bone-chilling scene here. A little bit of a jump scare. (sighs) This one got me. Yeah, because I, I, I mean the reason I actually I haven't watched this movie in years. Rewatching it, I jumped. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there's something there staring up at him. Probably uh, a zombie. I wasn't actually sure what that was supposed to be. Uh, we'll get to that. 
Okay. All right. So uh, that's where uh, Bumpy is freaking out. Like, you got to okay. go, man. There's something all, in here. They quicken their pace. Something's in there with them. It loves the farts. It's fueled by them. <laughs> it's, it is. Uh, so they got to they gotta fly. Uh, Blondie sees a light at the end of the tunnel. And what happens? Oh, chop suey right to the dome. He is definitely dead. Uh, he's almost dead. He got a nice, a nice solid whop into the head. You don't know what it is. It happened. The effect is great. He's got a nice, nice streak of red dye right through that blonde jaw. It's just a quick flash and then blood pouring out of his dome. Yes, and that is cool. And then you find out it's actually retired uh, professional boxer Butterbean. <laughs> this is a character that I creatively dubbed Fatty Hans. <laughs> well, his name is Hans. Yes, exactly. All right, Fatty so- Hans. Just chops Blondie's skull oh. with something. Good God, dude. And then rips him out of this tunnel. Uh, Bumpy proves that he is, in fact, a true Frenchman and retreats back into the <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> he took his freedom fries and ran. He's out. Remember back when, uh, after 9-11, when the French were like, we do not want to get involved. <laughs> and every Patriot America, they were dumping their French wine down the toilet. Every genius in this country was like, send that statue back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get freedom. Get Lady Liberty out of here. It came from the French. Freedom fries. Yeah, we ain't calling them French fries. French toast. That's freedom toast. Rich, get me some freedom toast. You make me some freedom toast. Like, (laughs) here's your your, your wife with the black eye comes by with your French toast. I gave my sister a big old freedom kiss this morning. (laughs) (laughs) My cousin. Uh, but I just remember, like, watching, like, a, a really high-end restaurant in New York City, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get this French shit out of here. And he's, like, <laughs> popping open, like, $300 bottles of wine, pouring them down the shitter. Yeah. And it's like, dude, wh- what? What are you doing? It was a nationwide uh, foutoir to the, the French and it lasted a baguettes were nowhere to be found. I couldn't get my croissant breakfast sandwich. No. No, I mean. I love my croissant. They're it buttery, was, crispy. Oh, delicious. It was a tough couple of years. Dude, I think it lasted all of six months. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it did not last long. Finally, we were just like, you know what? The French aren't that bad. Like, they're fine. They're fine. They got, they, they're women where they got the hairiest armpits, but damn it, are they attractive. Yeah, not those Canadian French, though. No, no, no. no fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they can go straight to hell. Straight to hell. <laughs> oh, you we love you. Quebecers. Yeah, you. no, no, no. I love the Quebecs. Quebecois. The Quebecois. <laughs> All right. Where are we at here, Tiger? We got Fatty Hans pulling Blondie out of a tunnel with a massive Yank- head wound. Yanking him out. And then, uh, of course, like we said, Bumpy retreated. Yep. Uh, and so then- now we got, uh, we've got we got Baldy, Maywee, Boozy, and Femblon. They have traveled to uh, the new frontier. The other house. The compound, other house. The, the other compound where they meet. A young, pregnant girl who I have dubbed Mousy. That's very close. Yes. What's her name? I, uh, Mousois. <laughs> <laughs> Le Mousois. Le Mousois. Uh, that is actually Hans's uh, child bride. Okay. I, p- I figured that out by the end, I think. Okay. Uh, so she is with child with Hans. Yes. Which is like, how did that even work? Uh, What's the physics of that? Because Hans is a literal sphere of a man. <laughs> He's very circular. <laughs> um, I think it's. Uh, I think Hans gets on his back, and she picks up the panis 
I mean, this this girl is four foot two. Is she she she's knows tiny. She, she can work her way around that ball. She's just figuring it out, huh? She's you know, man, you got to learn, right? You just get in there, you find what you find, and make it happen. Sure. Yeah. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way, right? That's right. But I mean, Hans is is is, is popped a. You can tell he's lusty. Oh, you can tell he's he's revved He's up. got he's got lust in his eyes. So we're all at the uh, we're all at the dinner, and in comes walking uh, Nazi grandpa. Yeah, I I said Nazi dad. Okay, uh, yeah, he's his character in the movie is father. They all refer him to father. Okay, um, I don't know the actor's name, but he is definitely the best part of the movie. He he's great. Oh, he's awesome. Even in a, a language I don't understand. So this is where he, they I, kind I of feel it. yeah they kind of explain that. Uh, father settled here after the war. Okay. Uh, WW2, he retreated and settled here in the frontier, opened up his little hotel, and started this family, this weird inbred family, this weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre okay. Nazi family. You know, this is right around the time that uh, our hero, May Wee, notices that this house looks a whole lot like Hitler's house. She's like... She's doing the whole, like, look She's, over, like, huh, that's kind of weird. That's a picture of Hitler. Yeah. Huh, that's kind of weird. There's the Iron Cross. There's a big swastika, like, on the wall right behind me. I mean, everyone has their hobby. Like, you guys have been speaking German this whole time? Yeah, no, no, no. They've been speaking in French, but with a German accent. Yes. Very subtle. Yeah. Very, very subtle. At this time, uh, Baldy decides to use the restroom and femme blondie takes him outside and says hey it's over here mm-hmm. so he goes into a kind of an outhouse thing takes his little whizness and hears a little bit of a ruckus not a ruckus he just hears a little ruffling and finds uh large and in charge hans working on something uh you don't really see what it is but hans is gross he's a big dude with uh an apron he's got he's covered in blood he's sort of a leather face without the leather face He's Leatherface if Leatherface ate leather, Leatherface. Yes. Yeah. Uh, take all three Leatherfaces, ball them up. No, I'm sorry. All four, five, six. How many Leatherfaces are there? Uh, it's like a Russian doll of Leatherfaces. Yes. And, and he's the outer shell. Yes. And they all form this giant Hans. He's the ultimate leather. He is Fatty Hans. He's super leather. Okay. For our uh, Japanese deathmatch uh, wrestling fans. As such, yeah. he has hung our oh. friend Blondie by a meat hook. Two meat hooks. Great effect. Oh, my God. Very gory. So let me paint this picture for you. He's upside down and it's kind of spread out. And there's a hook going through his one ankle through the other. Kind of that go down and feel your ankles there. And that uh, that nice, thick Achilles tendon and that fleshy spot in between. That's where the hook is in each of his feet. And he's strung upside down. And he's just hanging there. Still alive. And Baldy finds him. And he is like... Wow. Yeah, he's like, wow. okay. What do I do? Something isn't adding up here. <laughs> Wait a minute. How did you get here? Is this a murder house? Yeah, something's uh, this is kind of fishy. You guys you guys playing a prank on me? Hey, hey, hey. Well, come, come on out here, Ashton. <laughs> huh? Come on. Because my hey. friend's bleeding. I don't know how much longer he can take this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. This ain't, this ain't punk. This is real. Fuck. Oh, no. Reality hits so, uh, quick. Yeah, yeah, it did. It really did. Uh, so he comes running back inside and is just like, we got to go. We got to go right now. Yeah. Uh, grabs Le, Le Mon- What are you even calling her? Uh, the main character? Her name is Yasmin. But what have you been Lee May? May we. Thank you. We may. May uh, we. May we. 
she's kind of fighting it. Like, no, that's rude. Let's stay. Let's stay. Whatever. And then uh, oh, he's like, fuck this. He pulls a gun out right away. Uh, and then you have. They decide to take uh, Baldy and May Wee hostage. The jig is up. Well, the jig is up because they pull guns. Uh, bug-eyed Carl comes storming in. Yep, Carl eyeballs, pulls a gun. And pops Baldy. He, he shoots Baldy. Where does he hit him? Ah, oh, like his shoulder. It's, it's non-fatal. Non-fatal. But he, he shoots him just so they can be detained. Uh, Fatty Carl comes in with some big old chains. Ah, oh, pistol whips. And they're on their way to a, a pig pen. Oh, man, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that is brutal. So they're they're chained up by their necks, dragged by Hans in the pig pen. Hans tells Mousy to bleed Blondie out. Yes, which she reluctantly. This this scene kind of bothered me. She has a little bit of a moment. She holds the butcher knife and stares and slowly shoves it into Blondie's neck. Yeah, that kind of got me. You can tell she didn't really want to. No, she's a little mousy about it. She may have been a little uh, mouse way. Le mouse. <laughs> She's being very modest, if Le, you ask me. Le Rodin. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's not correct. No, no, no. She's just sniffing out that cheese. Yeah, yeah. So he's so Blondie's done. So he's 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 Blondie is definitely dead. Now this part kind of uh, uh, this part kind of weirded me out. Now as Hans is <sighs> all right as. Hans is kind of uh, I, I tying up, not tying up, chaining up the two in the pig pen. There is a scene now. I, I don't know if if you if you watched a different version. If maybe there was like an uncut thing, whatever. But there is a part where uh, there is a part where like uh, um, he leans over and is going shh, 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 with his finger and kind of reaches down and grabs her. And then the next scene is Hans walking out of the pig pen. No, I don't think this was in the version I saw. I, it's very confusing because I remember this. It was the first time that I watched the movie, too. Uh, it's, it's, he, he leans over and is going, shush, shush, shush. Um, and he, uh, um, yeah, it's just like he grabs her by the face. And then the next scene, he walks out. It's almost like something was cut there. So I don't know if he was, oh. like, uh, inappropriately grabbing her. I, I don't know. You think so th- this was more character development when it comes to the relationship between uh, Fatty Hans and Mousy? I don't know. It was very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't re- you didn't remember this? So she just chains them up and then that's it? I, I don't think it, it stood out to me. Okay. It, it was a very confusing scene because it was like... It may have happened, but I don't, I, don't think it, it, uh, I don't think I noticed it really. I think it's not as important to the plot obviously it's not but i'm just like that part was kind of weird because it's like something was cut out okay yeah i uh, all right so as this is going on nazi grandpa who is father is explaining to bug-eyed carl that you need the wife to succeed me and to he's uh he's explaining the plot of birth of a nation to his favorite son yes and uh he decides that yeah a marriage is in order but he's like, look at her, look at... No, fuck, he's not French. Uh, <laughs> he's like, Aunt, look at her hair. Look at her eyes. It is not the perfect race. But we must make do. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, it's, it's about time you consummate. Yeah, so you need to make some babies 
to keep this family going, and you will succeed me. The bloodline. You're gonna be yeah. You're gonna be the next Mindfuhr. Whatever, whatever father was. Yeah. I imagine he was like a general. Or sure, the Nazis right. are all about that shit. Nazis are hey, real quick, man. Nazis are big nerds. Yeah, they're dumb. They're, they're just nerds. They're all they're in the nerd shit. They're into uh, cosplay. Yeah, with their they had dude. Nazis do have the best uniforms. Sure, I but mean, they, that's I feel like, like they put some time into that. Yeah, but that's yeah. like a nerdy thing to me. Like it's super nerdy with their symbolism, their nerd, their nerdy fucking cosplay costumes. What's well, a lot of pride? Their weird rankings. I don't think it's. Yeah, I guess, dude. I don't know. I think they're just a, they're a little misled. They're they're focusing on the wrong things. Yo, let's talk about Bumpy. <laughs> so, Bumpy, uh, Bumpy's, Bumpy's dealing in the sewer. He's dealing with these feral kids. He's having a sewer adventure. Uh, and at this point in his adventure, he finds a hidden room uh, full of non-Aryan bodies. And, ah. uh, he he kind of weaves his way through these hanging bodies. They're in bags. They're on meat hooks. This room was a refrigerator. Yeah. A big, giant walk-in fridge. Biggest walk-in fridge I've ever seen since Predator 2. Yeah, these are all the victims. These are all the past victims of this this Nazi murder family. This is... I don't have a lot of gripes about this movie. This is actually one of them. There's a scene earlier where they take uh, their cell phones and they drop them in this drawer with, like, uh, so many other cell phones and passports and shit. And it implies that they're, they've been doing this for a while. There's a lot, of, okay. a lot of past victims. Now, I understand maybe the time before cell phones, people going missing, not being able to track. It's a lot harder to do that now, especially if you're going to keep their fucking cell phone. Right. Like, those things are traced. I, this is pre-smartphone. Uh, so there isn't going to be like GPS on it, but I feel like there's still a I, way I think to you can triangulate if you really want to. And also the whole like, hey, these people, this family, they were going this way. Stop there and like question them. Well, you know, uh, when it comes to our our badass trio of uh, Baldy, Blondie, and Bumpy, yeah, I'm not so sure they have uh, any concerned family members really looking for them. But I'm sure there were people before them. Got to be someone. Yeah, and that room of. Uh, of all the victims, these hanging people meet, if you will. Mm. Dude, there were like 30 people hanging in there. Quite a few. And I'm guessing... And, and, uh, and these are just on, the ones they haven't eaten. Yeah. This is like this is like their jerky fridge. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, we got to turn them into jerky. But anyway, uh, Bumpy comes to the end of the line. Oh. And we get our next jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> now, this part didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, is this, um, this is a, a woman hanging on a meat hook. As soon as Bumpy approaches her, she just kind of opens her eyes. She has white pupils, like, uh, is she supposed to be undead or a zombie or? <sighs> I'm going to say reflex, almost dead, or, or. Supernatural? Or she's turning into a white walker. Oh. The fits. white eyes. A revelation indeed. Yeah. So what I think is, I think that Game of Thrones and Frontiers have a shared universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think uh, the White Walkers were national socialists? Clearly. Okay. Yeah. They have a Nazi mentality. Pulling dragons out from the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> breaking walls. Break. That's what they did. I'm trying to think of what else the White Walkers did. Going after that raven, the three-eyed raven. Getting assassinated by ten-year-old girls. The, we could get into that. Game of Thrones really kind of fell apart at the end. Right? Yeah, that's what we're getting at here. 
yeah, and then we have uh, uh, is that where he's he's running from? Oh, they they he, when he turns the lights on, it sends a power surge to the rest of the compound, and this alerts Eyeball Carl and uh, and Fatty Hans that he's down there. I am Hans. <laughs> Do you have any oot we've got chocolate? Eyeball Carl, who, eyeball. Was, who was being stitched up from his recent stabbing, if yeah. you remember. He was, yes. he was stabbed quite viciously by Bumpy earlier. He's getting stitched up by Boozy in front of a fireplace. Yeah. This alarm goes off, and all of a sudden, he's on high alert. Oh, he yeah. gets Fatty Hans. He's like, get your shotgun, chubs. We're going down <laughs> to the basement. we got a Bumpy-headed uh, interloper to take out. They keep calling so, him half-breed. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I wish I knew the the French for half breed. <laughs> they were gonna call him half breed because he was uh, part Muslim. Oh, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was uh, he was French and Muslim, or Middle Eastern. I, 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 yeah. Well, that's just racist, Greg. They're Nazis. Did you know that they were like that? <laughs> you know, Nazis were pretty rude. What's up with these guys? Yeah. Right. All right, so they go after him. They've got guns out. They're but ready, uh, ready mind to... you, this whole underground is huge. Yes, there's a whole underground bunker. It's like a really big parking garage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all like... concrete. There's like uh, like red light down there. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a compound underground this time. Yes. So they're coming after him. Uh, he he pulls a little a little quick move. Um, he's going uh, going in and out of the shadows. And he finds uh, uh, he finds Eyeball Carl at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Eyeball Carl didn't see this one coming. Gets him with a hammer. Boom! Right in the face. Pow! Right in the kisser. But then why would you gloat? Well, I think he assumed that Carl was definitely dead. I mean, normally when you hit someone in the face with a sledgehammer, they're not going to get back up. Wouldn't think so. No, but not Eyeball Carl. He's got years of <laughs> Aryan inbred blood pumping through him. His skull is strong. Oh, dude. Because he so takes it right to the dome. And right to the dome. There's anything that horror movies told me is that inbreeding makes you stronger. Uh, that's science. I look think. at Jason Voorhees. I, I, they, I think Jason Voorhees was inbred. Uh, well, look the, at the hills have eyes. Those guys were so strong. See, the brain deteriorates, but physically you become just immense yeah your right? body doesn't know how to process pain so you just don't feel it and you're you don't even have a brain it's just one solid skull <laughs> well anyway uh bumpy escapes from fatty hans who's kind of freaking out that it's uh, not hard to get away from hans yeah he's he's kind of slowly rotating in uh, bumpy's general direction by the time he's already like left the scene uh so baldy tries to uh or uh bumpy tries to escape off into the shadows meanwhile uh, we're back in Baldi's cell, where him and Maywee are attempting some sort of escape. Uh, they're in the pig pen, and they manage to get the hook or the the bolt that's that's in the uh, in the in the brick out held to the chain that's around their neck. They're both chained up to a wall. Yeah. Baldy is trying his best to break these chains, to pull the bolts out of the wall. Dawkins playing in the background, he's breaking just, the chains. He's way too French about it, and he just can't do it. Mm-mm. So he can't get his chains off, but uh, he's our, way friend, too French about our friend May Wee managed to pull hers off. And she's she's out of the chains, but still in the cell. Well, she has enough. She has, like, the strength of two people. Isn't that what pregnant people get? They get, like, extra strong. 
You know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it's like, you know, the whole, like, I'm eating for two. It's like, I have the strength of two people. But she's got that baby strength. Yeah, baby strength, man. That's the same equivalent as old man strength. And if old man strength taught me one thing, you could rip a chain out of a wall. I believe it. Yeah. All right, so she uses the power of her unborn baby to just tear this chain off. She's out, but then she has the dilemma, how do I get out of this cell? Now, there is only one solution. Uh Uh-huh. And she embraces it. You got to dig through shit. Underneath the cell door, she mm-hmm. notices it's a little sloppy. Oh, is it now? Just sloppy enough that she can slide through maybe six or eight inches of just solid pig shit <sighs> and get under that door. Now, right before that happened, she's digging out with her hands, and it's just pig shit. It's shit. It's wet pig shit. There are pigs right on the other side of the door actively shitting. Yes. She's fighting a just a deluge the pigs, of shit. The pigs she's... are British. They come by, they're like, <laughs> Oh, you think you can dig? <laughs> I show you, Frenchie. <laughs> the Beatles were very good. <laughs> what did the French have? <laughs> All you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 I want to hold your hand. <laughs> I am the walrus. <laughs> no, I am the walrus. No, oh, I'm the walrus. <laughs> go, 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 go. The other pig's like, help, one knee, someone. All right, she's like, all right, guys, all right. Let's calm down but here. She, I'm goes, gonna... she goes over to uh, Baldy and uh, grabs his face, which, mind you, Baldy is all wounded up, so he's going to get an infection. And she's just adding feces to injury. Adding, just like, let me rub pig shit on your wounds for you. <laughs> Grabbing his face, trying to kiss him, and he's like, he's pretty reluctant about. Yeah, it. it's like the whole like, I uh, uh, like kissing a girl after a blowjob. You're like, oh. yeah, he's like, I know we may never see each other again. I'm probably gonna die, but you got shit all yeah, over. Yeah, this like, or in the French, merde. <laughs> Although they like that though, it's the scent. The French like that? <laughs> no, the Germans like that. Oh, that's oh, Scheisel. Yeah, yeah. That's why they threw them in the they threw them in the pig pen. Maybe that's that's like uh, it's like marinating their meat. <laughs> just throwing them in a puddle of shit. <laughs> oh man, how many cultures have we offended today? Uh, at least three or four, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, mind you, that I am some of these cultures, so that's... Well, I'm at least one of them. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you are so. So I'm so multicultural, very multi. You're you like know? a mixing pot over there. I'm nothing if not multicultural. That's and if there's one thing I know about us is that we are two melting pots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We melt. <laughs> Do I? We melt. Yeah, dude. We're good. Mm-hmm. So we got. Uh, she finally holds her breath, gets underneath this puddle, and makes a run for it. And she's running down a fucking road. That's she's outside in seconds. Oh, well, no time. No one saw her. Uh, so she's bolting down the road. She's got the chain around her neck, and a car is coming her way. Let me say that again. The car is coming her direction. The only thing behind her is this compound. Mm-hmm. Why would you flag this car down and be like, help me? And the only thing in front of her is the other is, place, is the hotel. The death hotel. Yes, you got a death hotel ahead of you where the car is coming to. Behind you is 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 Nazi fucktown and like like why would you be like hey help me stranger it's and a, like it's a bad choice on her part it yeah 
I would have just ran off in the field, ducked down. Yeah, just lay down. Yeah, hide. man. So, like, Baldy's dead. Forget about him. Not surprisingly, this car pulls over. She doesn't recognize the driver. She thinks it's a. She a hasn't helpful, met him yet. She thinks it's a helpful Samaritan. Says, "Hey, bud, you've got a heroic-looking mustache. <laughs> I'm sure you can you can get me out of here. I'm gonna jump in the passenger uh, seat, and uh, you know this whole ordeal will be over." Yep. No such luck. Nope. It's Rob Halford, aka the Mustache. The Mustache. The Mustache. <laughs> So he punches the shit out of her. This is, I think, the third time she's been punched in the head. At least. Yeah. The first time Carl Carl pistol whipped her. And then she got hit by Hans, I think, while they were tying her up. So this is the third big punch to the face coming from Le Mostache. Uh, so we cut back down to the... Bu- so this happens. We cut back down to the bump, the bunker. Yes. All right. And... We're going back to, to Bumpy's adventure. This is unreal this This, is the best scene in the movie this might be the best practical effect in the movie oh no doubt it's beautiful the way they pull it off all right so old bumpster he uh he decides you know what i can't outrun hans hans is kind of like really yeah like i mean he sweats crisco (laughs) i feel like most people can outrun fatty hans (laughs) hans had three heart attacks during this run (laughs) you know bumpy's been through a lot he's a little worn out he's He's stressed. He's very stressed. He so, just had to deal with uh, feral kids. His fight or flight kicks in, uh, and he lands somewhere right in the middle. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't flee. He doesn't fight. He just hides in the vicinity. Now picture a really big kiln. Kind of looks like a sauna, a steam room, if you will. Yes. Possibly someplace where they smoke meats, or, oh, geez, I don't know. A door that locks from the outside. Yeah. Maybe that's where they put the the visitors that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Not the best place to hide, let's just say. Yeah. If you're trying to escape a maniacal, uh, human-consuming murderer. I love that Hans immediately knows he's in there. And he's just like, great. Yeah, you did my big fat job for me. I have minimal <laughs> effort here. So Hans waddles up and Flips a switch. And it goes to 500 degrees Celsius real quick. Poor Baldy gets cooked. He is no more. The scene where it's getting really hot inside there and his skin starts to bubble, but when he smacks the glass to be like, get me out, and his hand gets stuck and he it peels a off. Sticky looking handprint on the little porthole on the door, and it is disgusting. That got me, and I actually felt I felt he got it the worst. He is melting. Oh my god! He ended up so finally after he gets. Oh, I love when Hans is watching this too. He's having like, uh, he's doing like the weird twitch. Yeah, yeah. He's excited. He he came a few times. Yeah. Yeah, in those old old, uh, face. We saw Fatty Hans' O face for a brief moment. Oh, Mousy knows all about Le Mouse knows all about that. (laughs) Um, So he gets cooked to the point where he ends up looking like the guy from Robocop that gets covered in uh, In the toxic toxic waste. waste. Yeah. Turns him into uh, Le Porc Foom. Oh, God. So he finally, Hans finally lets him out and he drops. Hans takes his sweet old time, delivers the final blow with a shotgun to the back of the head. He just takes him out, and our friend Bumpy is definitely dead. It really took care of that cyst. When you think about it, 
I mean, he almost didn't even notice it. Like if this, there. if Arnold was in this movie, I feel like he'd be like, "Let me take care of that seal," like <laughs> and just pop. You know? Do you think that's something they would they would remove when they're eating him? How disgusting do you think these cannibals are? Would they eat the cyst? I feel like they're. I I, I want to say like maybe they're a little classier, like the Sawyer family. I think the Sawyer family would have removed the cyst. Well, it's kind of it's unlike the. Not not like his forehead, but like on the top of his head, like right above his forehead. Yeah, it was like you mentioned earlier. They like shaved his head for the movie, and they were like, "Oh, uh, like we don't have time to get rid of that." Oh dear. Yeah, like filming starts tomorrow, buddy. See, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you eat that part anyway. Yeah, go to this girl. Her name's Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> She's on the YouTube. She'll she'll hook you right up. She'll take care of that for you right there, bud. I uh, but like <clears throat> the Sawyer family. I feel like the cook would have been like, "Man, Dick Flappers, you can go put that in my chili." And like, get that out right there, boy. Like, I feel like they would have taken care of it. I feel like these Nazi scumbags would have just been like, like, you know, like extra flavor. A little extra flavor. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's like Dijon mustard. That's, holi- that's hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise. Yeah. If you want to have egg- eggs Benedict, there's that sauce. Beautiful. <laughs> Dude. Good. This is, they're kind of a disgusting cannibal family. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. like a, like a low standard cannibal family. They have a smell. In spite of what Nazi dad tries yeah. to say. And Butterbean really fucked him up. All right, so we go back to go back to the pig pen where... Uh, where uh, May Wee has been detained. She's yep. been brought back to the compound by Mustache. Yep. Uh, who picked her up in his car. And they're, they have her chained up once again. And they're washing the just layers upon layers of pig feces off of her skin. Is this where... So do they, do they wash her first? Or yeah. do they... Do they cut uh, Baldi's Achilles tendons first? Oh, we skipped over that scene. All right. So they get back inside there, and Father comes in, who is the Nazi grandpa, and he reminds me of uh, uh, Dietrich Laser from Human Centipede. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, some similarities there. Yeah, and he explains – now, I know you didn't watch it with subtitles, but he explains something about, like, uh, there's – just in case you get any ideas of running away, we're going to do this to you. Bring me the pinchers. That he calls them pinchers, and they were big bolt cutters. And he chopped – before he chops it, he explains that uh, the slaves in Africa in this uh, – uh, it was like the northern part of Africa. Uh, they were working in mines, but they didn't have to stand. All they had to do was crawl to, to work in these mines. So they would cut their Achilles, Achilles tendons in case they had the notion of making a run for it. So he explains that, and he, and they show it. I can't stress enough. The practical effects in this movie are great. And it is gruesome. So Snip, one Achilles tendon, father's laughing about it in his, in his Nazi laugh, whatever, and then Snip's the other one. Uh, but then shoots him in the head. Yeah, yeah, just to why would you, injury. Why would you go through all the trouble of snipping the man's tendons? He kind of, I mean, he, he took the moment to... To do like a evil bad guy monologue, and I think he got carried away and, and ended up shooting him rather than uh, leaving him alive. I feel like that's every serial killer from the seventies. Yeah, they were just monologuing, taking it too far, yeah, and they're like, like, "Nah, shit, I killed him." Snipped your tendons. Uh, oh, 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 Hitler had some good ideas, and then he just shoots him. Is that so, your is that your German voice? That's no, that's like French, <laughs> French Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> well, we must cut Aunt Achilles' heel. Yeah, you're and, way better at that than I am. I'm all right. <laughs> I, 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 come on, um, look at me. Um, 
So uh, we got Pop right in the head. That's where they shower down. And then they bring May Wee to the washing chamber. But they do not do a good job of ho- They, like, half-ass hose her down. I mean, I think we both know. If you're like uh, myself and Mike, you've been covered in shit once or twice. you got to do a thorough job cleaning that off. Yeah, man. One shower doesn't do it. No, I, uh, I remember. Uh, you need to lather, repent. Uh, rinse, repeat, and repeat, and repeat. There was a long time ago, uh, I, uh, it was before I was living here in Buffalo, I shit my pants uh, trying to max out on a deadlift. Hmm. That'll happen. Bad, though. Like, it was, like, loud, As and it exploded. Uh, now, I'm, and I've also had a situation on a Super Bowl party where I ate uh, a week's worth of fiber in the morning, I had this this wrap from this place called Amy's Place, where it was uh, wheat berries and stuff like that. And this yeah, anyone was, who's in Buffalo knows Amy's Place. Yeah. Uh, so I had this vegan meal, and then I went to a Super Bowl party, and it was like beginning of third quarter. I'm like to my wife, I'm like, we gotta get the fuck out of here now. Uh, and I shit my pants on the way to the car. Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I was in some. Wow. I, was, I was having like labor those labor poop pains. And it was, uh, this was my wife's new boss. What happened was it was my wife's new boss's house. And there, uh, and it was the whole, like, my wife's like, Micah, you got to be normal. Have were I told you, you the story? Were you doing a little dance on the, I couldn't, while you're trying to get out of there? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't dance. If I danced, I, couldn't I, move. I couldn't move. I was taking like those little, like, I was like Ozzy Osbourne walking. I feel like that's a really awkward goodbye. Uh, yeah, it was. All right. Like, so, like, oh, it was nice to meet you, Micah. Like, uh, Hope you enjoy the rest of your night. And you're like, yep, okay. Yeah, I'm just pour- right, I'm pouring sweat, like trying to get <laughs> out of there. But I'm trying to get out. Like, you look like a junkie who needs a fix. You're just shaking. And I'm not sweating. I'm not bending my knees. I'm just like the teeter walking. <laughs> uh, so it's like I, it's, it's my wife's new boss's house, and my wife is just like, Mikey, you got to be normal. I don't know these people. <clears throat> I'm like, fuck, all right. So buddy. keeping that in mind, you decided to shit your pants. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm in the bathroom, and the bathroom was between, there was a hallway connecting the living room to the kitchen, and that was the traffic mark. Like, people were walking in and out of the kitchen, going back and forth to the living room, kitchen, living room, oh, kitchen. No. And the bathroom was right there. So I'm in there, and I'm like, this is the type where it's going to be so loud, because it's like... Your butt is going to explode. It's going to be significant splat. And also, it's the type that will like shoot up underneath the toilet lid, like that whole deal. Uh, it's and the thing like, you want to do in the privacy of your own home. Exactly. So I'm like, or your wife's car. Yeah, <laughs> which happened. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, I really got to pee, and I can't pee because if I push pee out, I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe I could get a fart out. So I'm like spreading no. my butt cheeks. Uh, maybe I'll get a fart out, but then I'm like, oh god, I can't do this either. I will shoot all over the wall. Uh, so I'm like, I'm in trouble here. And that's where on the, my, we had to park like a mile away cause we were downtown Buffalo. Uh, and on the way to the car, my wife was like 20 feet ahead of me and she, she stopped turning around and I'm just standing there with tears going down my face. And she's like, what's wrong? And I went, <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Yeah. It was bad, dude. Uh, on the ride home. Did she make you sit on a plastic bag? Uh, I didn't put my butt on the seat. It was like, I was up on my side. <laughs> And I, I like a like a like a little kid. I had my eyes closed tight because I didn't want to know how far we were from home. Because oh like God. because if I if I were to know like how far I was from home, I would have started crying. Yeah. So I opened up my eyes and I realized we were like five more minutes from home, and I just started crying. Uh, and I spent the rest of the night on the toilet. Um, and I got a hold of my friend who was a vegan, and I'm just like, you live like this. Uh, 
Yeah, so, so anyway, uh, May Wee wakes up in a bedroom uh, with Mousy hovering over her. So what I was getting at is, is that if you if you get you, you got to do more than just a clear water rinse. All right, you need a full scrub down. She has not been fully scrubbed down. You no. can tell just by the look of her. Uh, but Mousy kind of seems to be into it. She's smelling her hair. She's hovering around. She's uh, this is the only time we really have nudity in the movie too. She's giving her shots of cognac. They're drinking together. She's trying to make <laughs> is her that, is that cognac? I mean, probably. I feel right? like it was like a French moonshine. Isn't that what cognac is? Oh, okay. This is what... I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't drink cognac. I don't drink cognac either, man. All right. So, she's... Mousy is just like, hey, I have something here to take a little bit of the edge off. Yeah. She calls it a... Se- now, you didn't have subtitles. She's like, she's like, this is a secret. Oh. She's like, I keep this as a secret. But that, it was like right in the open. That was pee. <laughs> this, this makes sense now. Right? That was right. pee. So, uh, uh, the whole this whole conversation, Greg is explaining basically the origin of uh, why she's there. Uh, I, I got a little bit of that. Yeah, it was the whole like my uh, I was here when I was little. I uh, I was taken in. My parents went away, and they keep telling me that my parents are going to come back for me. Yeah, and she, we may. I, like, I'm carrying uh, Fatty Hans's child. Oh, this is where she explains. Now, this is a very uh, important plot point here. Uh, she said that she was betrothed to she was betrothed to Hans, uh, to have children to uh, carry out the bloodline. Right back, back when Hans was the size of one man. <laughs> I don't know about that. He was he wasn't the outside of the nesting doll. He was the first one in. Uh, <laughs> he was a looker when he was younger. <laughs> sure. Um, so she explains that the children were born wrong. They weren't right. Uh. So you know they they uh, that they is, that is so German, yeah. So they were father wanted them dead. So Hans and uh, Mousy they actually hid the kids in the mines underneath the compound. Oh, so they go down when they have free time to uh, they have access to that to that room to that tunnel to the tunnel with all the dead bodies. That's a feeding tunnel. So the kids, yes, it's a feeding tunnel. So Hans just drops food in there. Okay. So these kids are just like feral kids. So Hans and Mousy have just a gaggle of weird chud children who live underground. They are basically cannibalistic human underground dwellers. They're the the people under the stairs. Yeah. But weird in in German. Yeah, and feral. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, okay, people under the stairs. Do they wear clothes? Uh, They had like rags. That's nice of them. At least they gave him rags. Yeah, I uh, yeah, but they were they were definitely feral kids. They could not talk, so uh, she's expecting again, and she's expecting to pop it out and put it with the others. Yes, yeah, because Hans okay. Hans doesn't have a good seed. And at some point in that conversation, uh, she explains to May We that the baguettes are in fact people. Yes, the baguettes were people. People. People, get your hands off of me, you damn dirty, you damn dirty chud. <laughs> yeah, so they got a whole army of chud underneath there. Okay, that explains a lot. Uh, let's see, where are we at now, man? This is where they get to. Uh, We're up to dinner with Nazi Dad. Oh, good old another another family dinner. Nazi Dad does his whole another monologuing speech. Like I said, Nazis are big fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they just ramble about whatever. He uh, uh, he introduces 
uh, his children to each other, it seems like. Okay. He says, hello, Again. Uh, Femme Blondie. This is my other son, <laughs> Eyeball Carl. And then Carl stands up, and then he's like, hello, Fatty Hans. Let me introduce you to Boozy. She likes to drink. And he says, you're my MVP, Carl. Don't let me down. Now let's make with the babies. You and me, we are married. Is that pretty close? Honestly, yeah. I, but nice. this is father actually does the whole um, I'm stepping down. Okay. Carl, big bug eyed Carl, you are the new head of the family. Okay. I can a, see why he'd choose Carl. But if you noticed, uh, Mustache, Le Mustache was Ooh. giving Carl some very envious glares. Oh, there's yeah. some turmoil in this succession. This is a lot more like Game of Thrones than I thought. Yeah, man. Incestual. Uh, backstabbing. Yeah, Mustache is going to make some diabolical plans to take out Eyeball Carl and uh, attain the uh, the throne of the French rural uh, countryside. So, what, uh, what the hell have you been calling Yasmin? May we... May we grabs a knife, very easily grabs a knife, yes. and very easily holds it to a father's throat. I felt like this was way too easy. She was kind of she was sitting in a very convenient position to do this. I think that and she this, had a very big knife right in front of her. I think there should have been a little bit of family drama and maybe a fight between the brothers that would have had it, she would have had an opportunity to do this. Well, because what happens next is a little confusing based on the fact that they didn't really lead into it much. Okay. Uh, that's another thing, too. Part of the dialogue there, the father is talking mad shit on Hans and the fact that he cannot produce proper children. Okay. Yeah. So Hans is sitting so there this stewing. Is why, this is why Hans gets mad. Yeah, he's sitting there stewing. So then when uh, we may... Holds the knife to father's neck. Uh, Carl is holding a gun at her, and Hans is holding a gun at both of them, saying, I will kill you, bitch, we have and I'll kill him. A, we have a Mexican standoff. Here. Do we? And Nazi dad is yelling at Hans. Hans is starting to cry. Yeah. Eyeball is, you know, he's trying to defend the bloodline. Yep. Uh, this all culminates, it erupts into... Into Hans pulling the trigger. Yes. And killing... Down but goes Nazi dad. Down goes Nazi dad. Now, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, we are going to spoil a couple things here, but we're not going to spoil the end of this movie. We're going to stop at a point. Obviously, going into this, I feel like you already know that there is a final girl. Uh, and obviously, you already know that it's going to be the whole, oh, geez, I'm going to conveniently kill these family members left and right kind of thing, and that everyone else was going to die. But we are going to stop at a certain point. So mainly because this is a foreign film, I feel like a lot of you haven't seen this. And hopefully this will get you to see the movie. And there is a shocking ending that you're going to want to see. Absolutely. So we won't ruin that for you. We will not. Uh, so, yeah, we apologize for uh, maybe spoiling this part, but you know what's going to happen. Uh, so we got uh, we got Papa, Papa Nazi. He's taken out. Uh, and uh, the rest of this the rest of the movie kind of happens really fast. It's a lot of action. A lot of action. She goes She goes running. Uh, Carl chases her. She runs to an elevator. Yeah. Down into the bunker where uh, Bumpy died. Yes. Uh, she she hides in the, the same freezer room with the corpses. Yeah, that's cool. 
I do like that room a lot. And that's where uh, Le Mustache. She is pursued by Le Mustache. Yeah. Uh, but I love that he's he is showing his. Okay, now, as he's he finds her in the room and he starts beating her up, okay? Right, he has like an axe with him, whatever. He puts the axe down. And he's just slapping her around. And he's and he, like, I don't care that you're covered in shit. I'm going to eat you. Uh, that's not what he says. Okay. He said, I don't care if you're his wife. I don't care if, because obviously she was betrothed to Carl, the mm-hmm. new head of the family. Uh, what you think that you're just, you're his wife, that you're the boss of me. Uh, but he's walking around beating his chest, screaming about how he doesn't take orders from anybody. He's a man's man. He's breaking the law. Yeah. He's like, I'm living after midnight. I'm breaking the law. I'm the night crawler. I'm rocking through the dawn. (laughs) Yeah. So he turns on the world's most unsafe table saw. It's big. It's rickety. And it might be homemade. It's pretty rusty looking. I feel like OSHA would not let this fly. No, not at all. Now, I worked uh, I worked at a place where we had a table saw. And the table saw, was it was one of those smart saws where if it touched flesh, it stopped immediately. Those exist? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it had a laser on it, so like you could uh you could see like your cuts perfect and stuff. That is a really uh, nice feature. It was. Uh reason being is a table saw before that somebody actually lost a finger, uh, and the company invested in uh one of these saws. They're mad expensive. That certainly te- justifies the investment though. Yes. The technology is well, I mean, if they had that before that, maybe this fellow would have still had his thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh so and be able to hold his beer with his right hand and not just his left. Um, so it's as soon as flesh touches the saw, it stops. Mm-hmm. It will cut you, but it will not go through your bone. Okay, great safety feature. Um, like it just it knows. Uh, this not so much. This is not that. Saw. This is not that. So he beats the shit out of her. Uh, and I cannot get over how much punishment this girl took because he was kicking her in the head. I was super surprised. Uh, when she tackled him. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Like a fucking linebacker. I thought that was dumb. She just, she, I mean, she did take some punishment beforehand, but she just leaps. This guy's, this guy's huge. This guy's a, he's a behemoth. Yeah, he's huge. So not, not really realistic, but kind of great to see. It, it was, I could see if she like grabbed him by the nards. It was, I mean, that would be a little or cliche, maybe, though. maybe clawed him in the face. But, I, dude, look, I if think, I'm in her situation, I'm going for the balls. Well, I think that's what I liked about it. It was so unexpected. You, I mean, you'd think she'll she'll give him a low blow or, you know, some of that shit that you've seen a million times before, but she just straight up tackles him. Yeah. It was kind of badass. Yeah, so she he whips her off because obviously he's huge. Um, yeah, the, the victory was short-lived. Oh, yeah. And not just that. He's, like we said before, he's always greasy. Yeah. Yeah, so she, she so she slid. just kind of slipped right on. He's yeah, a slippery one. Well, he's got to he's got to squeeze into all that leather. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dressing up like he's in uh he's in a scene from Freddy's Revenge. You've got two options with that. It's either baby powder or straight up grease. And we know which one he chose. Grease. Grease. Yeah. Uh that's how Big Daddy got into his suit in uh, People Under the Stairs. We're going back to that one. Mm-hmm. Just greased himself up. So she uh, she's laying on the floor and she's hiding the axe 
I, I somehow hiding this axe. You somehow forgot that it was in the room. Yeah, like, oh, did I bring this in here? Pfft, silly See, me. I, I could have sworn there was an axe here a minute ago, but... And then she's like, hey, I need to ask you a question. <laughs> Turn around, clips him, like, three, four times with the axe. Now she gets him in the foot. Oh, my God, that was awesome. Yeah. But also, like, I love that, like, she swings it at his foot, and he's like, oh, it's not, why did I not wear my steel toes? Yeah. Yeah, the one day I wear my Chuck Taylors. Uh, gets him in the foot. He's off balance. He's stunned. And, and she, she just clocks him in the, the freaking collarbone. Yeah, she's, she mashes him right into this saw. He's just mashing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he falls on the saw. She pushes him down. Blood is spraying in her face. I do love a good... I love the scenes where blood's spraying and the person above is getting hit in the face with blood and they're going... Ah! Another well, great practical effect. Oh. But the aftermath is beautiful. Yeah. Uh. She she doesn't just walk away from this like, yeah, I just fucked this guy up. I'm pumped. She is the twitching. She she is standing there uh, frozen like, what the fuck? I'm covered in blood. This is weird. This isn't something I'm used to, even though she was just covered. I in shit still smell like film. pig shit. Uh, but the, the, this is where she gets to display a little bit of acting chops. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was awesome. She she. Twitches a little. Mm-hmm. She freezes. She's clearly affected by this. She's like Marilyn Manson in the in like some of those videos he did in '97. Yeah, with the the odd like camera timing and everything. Yeah, like the shaky thing. Yeah, yeah. She's moving like those ghosts in 1999's House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, yeah, all twitchy. Yeah, but it's uh, you can you can tell that she's. You know, she's affected by what she just did. But she is caked in blood. Yes. Covered. So, just covered. soaked. Yeah. It's, it's, not going to lie, it's hot. Yeah? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm weird. All right. I'm weird. Hey. Dude, Jessica Biel. To each their own, but Jessica Biel in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she's covered in blood. <sighs> it's hard. It's hard to say no to Jessica Biel, right? Say, thank you. You know? Yeah. Throw some, throw some blood on her? Man. I'd prefer without it. Nah, 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 nah. Not gonna, gonna kick her out of bed for being covered in blood. No, 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 no. She eats <laughs> cookies though. You get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna get itchy. That I won't tolerate. No, I do not tolerate cookies in bed. Crumbs in the bed, you fucking psycho. Yeah. I don't even care if you're eating them on your side. How get out of here. Dare you? Yeah, shame. Get those awesome tits out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so who shows up? Carl. The eyeball. Carl. And he's buggier than ever. Oh, he's bugging out. He's angry. He's got her in the elevator, right? He she uh she sort of slowly stumbles away from from the murder scene she just created. Yeah. And he traps her in an elevator. She's not ready for it. He just gets her. He's got a rifle. Um and he forces her to lay down while he steps on her head. <sighs> Another, like, oh, and not just that. Okay, so she got, she is concussion city at this point. Yeah, she's got, like, she's, she's, uh. She's been through so much head trauma. Just traumatized. All right, back with her fight with Le Moustache. Le Moustache, like, uh, irreversible beat, got beat up. Oh, yeah, he, he, he rang her kicked, bell a little bit. He kicked her in the head multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and Carl, uh, in the old bug eyes in the elevator, Hits her in the head with the brunt of the shotgun. Yeah. Before she gets down. Really right? just that is enough to 
Dude, fuck you up a little bit. She has been beat up so much in this movie. I don't even know how she's like even. Well, at this point, she's she's not really feeling like resisting. Oh no! So, but I mean, like, I mean, how are you even functioning? This after is that? a. This is just the end for her. This is uh, eyeball Carl. He's got his boot on her head. He's got the rifle pointed at her skull. He he uh, pulls the bolt back. He's ready to go. Oh, he's ready to party. This is, I mean, she's done. You know what he says to her? No. Goodbye. Appropriate. Yeah. He's but. Just, he's just like, you've, you've caused a lot of trouble here, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sure. You're going in timeout. Uh, oh, my God. Before we get to this next part, we completely forgot to mention, Bug Eyes kills Butterbean at the dinner table. He did. He yeah. killed Hans after uh, after Hans shot Nazi dad. Yes, he he uh, eyeball takes out Hans. Yeah. How did we forget that? Yeah, we just kind of skipped over. Yeah. It. You know how we are when we yeah. start drinking. Well, anyway, Butterbean's yeah. been dead. for Butterbean's been dead. Definitely this whole time. dead. All right, which leads to this is uh, as soon as he says goodbye, his head magically blows up. Now you may think that Michael Ironside is hanging out behind him with his whole scanner power. Making uh, a bug eye's head explode. Like a popped balloon. Yes. This is, I mean, Scanners is generally known as, like, the epitome of, like, busted head. Yep. You know, head explosion scenes. This one was pretty goddamn good, though. Yep. I'd put it up against that scanner scene. You think so? Yeah. If you, it was I, very good. I, I had think... to rewind it a couple of times. I watched it I watched it in slow-mo. And it's the thing a is, great effect. it was practical. Yeah. I uh, my favorite head explosion practical effect is from uh, 1980s Maniac. Okay, uh, when uh, it was That's actually Tom Savini uh, shot him shot his own head, which was packed full of meat. Oh, Savini's always so good. He is. He knows uh, a good head explosion. Yeah. So in, in the movie Maniac, uh, I, I, people have, have seen that it's uh, uh, the killer jumps on the hood of the car and shoots. Uh, Tom Savini, who's in the driver's side, and his head explodes and it just pops. with a shock. It just explodes. That's actually Tom Savini that jumps on the hood, and it's a real shotgun, and it's a uh, a full prosthetic body piece, and the head is Tom Savini's head, packed full of meat and uh, fake blood and some other shit in there, and it just explodes. It's great. Yeah, I love a good head explosion. Scene. God damn, Can I, I love throw it. another one into the ring here, please. How about uh, Basket Case Three? With the the cop's head, the cop. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a great one. It's a, that's a little sloppier than the ones we've been talking about, but it is. Man, is it satisfying? It's just fun. Yeah, it's a good one. It's just is that the one where Belial had all his little kids? I think the I think little was, the little tiny Belials were around. That was three. Yeah, that was three. Yeah, because in two, he was having sex with the the female version of himself. Mm, mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. getting carried away. Okay. So bug eyed Carl's head explodes. Carl's gone. Carl's gone. Who did it? It was Mousy. Le Mousse. With the shotgun. You never trust a rat. In the compound. Yeah. And it was all because he killed Hans. Apparently, she was in love with Hans. She, was, she yeah. yeah. Just loved that big fat bastard. More cushion for the pushing. I mean, how many kids did they have together? No, uh, a, a gaggle. Baker, Baker's dozen. Yeah, we'll go with too many. Yeah. But they she, were just uh, walking out of her she twirling. She had a, an emotional attachment to him. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean... Be lying if I said no. You imagine cuddling that man? <laughs> Be great. Big old bear. Big old bear. Uh, all right. So then we get to, uh, I guess, what we'll call 
the final boss? Uh, like a dual boss? Yeah. All right. Bosses. Bosses. Uh, so you think you're in the you're in the clear. Uh, Lemay and uh, Mousy, they're kind of hanging out, <laughs> and uh, she's like she's like Mousy, you got to come with me, come with me. And Mousy's like, no, my feral kids, yeah, who I she, love so much, are here. She doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I got to teach. Mayui is like, I have had enough of this shit. She's like, you know what? Fine, I'm out of here with or without you. Yeah, and and that's where those two assholes show up. Fem Blondie and Boozy show up with automatic weapons. Drunk as skunks. They're drunk as fuck, and they shoot the shit out of everything. This is like a Guy Ritchie scene. Everything. Just And Maywee is just hiding and praying. How? Okay. They are unloading an arsenal on this this chick, right? I mean, like, full-on WW2 automatic, like, uh, experimental Nazi machine like guns. A, like a belt-fed machine gun. The clip that Femme Blonde loaded up in this machine gun was, uh, I'm going to say, about two feet. Yeah, it was the size of, like, a seven-gallon cooler. It was like those really big Twix bars. Sure. Those novelty ones. <laughs> yeah, uh, loading it up and just blowing away. Do you know what... For our listeners, I want you to take a guess right now. Give yourself a second. What do you think Wee uh, May was hiding behind? I'll give you a second. It was a pallet. A wooden pallet. A little piece of wood. Yeah. And they are just blowing her to kingdom come. And I think anyone who knows anything about firearms would know in a second she's dead. Yeah, but you know These what? These bullets aren't being stopped by this thin wood. Well, this is why they lost WW2. Because apparently well, the machine guns are shit. Their aim was terrible. Yeah, I fired a uh, a German assault rifle uh, about ten years ago. Uh, my buddy had illegally. We were firing it in the woods, and it is absolutely impossible to hit the target. Really, dude? They were so erratic, and they just fire every direction. Oh, when you're going on full auto, it's a little. When you're on full auto, you put it on. Uh, it's one of those gimmicks that you put like on your hip. Oh, okay. Yeah, where the clip is, like, off to the side. Those big guys, yeah. Yeah, big, big boy. God damn, did it have some power, and yeah, it was never, fun. never tried one of those. Very fun to shoot, but uh, it hurt. Okay. And uh, also, you just can't shoot anything. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe we killed some neighbors. <laughs> well, did you ever hear from them? No, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, those are just kind of spray and pray, and I think that's what uh, Femme Blondie and Boozy were we're trying for you know what i do the same thing to my wife i spray and pray <laughs> especially after uh some kratom sure yeah um all right so, so we have uh, may we takes this opportunity while they're reloading and armed with i think it's a double barrel like an old school hunting shot so she's got two rounds yeah yeah two shells if you will misses with the first one yep rethinks her plan yeah and then spots her target a fistful of propane tanks. She goes straight for the big one. Now, back on this. Uh, now, I'm not going to nitpick because I love this movie. Have you ever shot a propane tank? Uh, no. My dad not, and I. Not a full one. My dad and I shot a propane tank out west. Uh, uh, we weren't at a gun range or anything. We was, it was like kind of like behind a mountain off a highway. Sure. It's a spot where people like know to go to like shoot random shit. There's like couches, TVs, stuff like that. Uh, we actually had a propane tank back there. It was half full, and we were like, hey, we get this to explode like in the movies. It just put holes in it. Well, did it have propane in it? Yeah. 
Really? Didn't yeah. Nothing? No. It put a hole in it, and psh, all the propane just came out. Huh. That's disappointing. It was so disappointing. Well, have you ever shot like a spray paint can? Oh, those pop. Those things pop. Those yeah. things pop. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, dude, seriously, the propane tank, it just put holes in it. I just kind of assumed it would be the same idea, but like bigger. Yeah. You think it'd be cool? Yeah. Right? I guess not. Yeah. Huh? Hey, you know what? That's Hollywood magic for you. The more you know. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, so they explode. They're donezo. They are definitely dead. So dead. Allegedly. There's a there's a really nice shot of Boozy on the ground, just fucked up. Oh. It's covered in broken glass and burnt skin, and she's just kind She of, wasn't covered in the glass. It was in her skin. And she's just kind of twitching. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, May we has no sympathy at this point. And She's I not putting her out of her misery. She just walks on by. I feel like at this point of the review, we should stop. Agreed. Yeah. If uh, you want to see the ending, you'll have to check it out yourself. I guarantee you it is a shocker. This is like uh, watching Devil Inside in theaters back in 2012 when you get to the ending of the movie and the screen cuts and says, to watch the ending of this film, go to www.devilinside and use this promo code. Yes, we are willfully being that annoying right now. We are being that annoying right now. What I'm going to tell you to do is I'm going to tell you to find Frontiers. Find it. If you have any complaints... Email them to uh, Micah4269 at gmail.com, <laughs> and he will, he'll explain this bullshit to you. Yes. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for sticking, uh, sticking by this whole review here. Thank you so much for the support over the past uh, few months. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, of course, Will will eventually be coming back with us. Uh, I know you can't wait. Uh, I, I, Greg, I love having you here. <laughs> I absolutely love having you here. I'm uh, having a great time. I hope the I hope this uh, second shutdown that we have right now doesn't last much longer because I want to finish my Halloween tattoo, uh, which you're doing, and I also want to get back to the gym and work again. But at the same time, man, I got to tell you, I love having you here. Oh, it's great to be here, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're digging it. I'm having a good time. Good, man. Good. Join me again next week, Greg. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, all right. If we you'll are, have me. We, I will gladly have you. Uh, now, uh, we are going to continue the theme of December with Family Month. We are going to have another family-themed movie. If you have any recommendations, uh, give it, shoot us a message. You can hit us up on our Instagram uh, at Damn That Scary. You can hit us up uh, on uh, – I'm sorry, Damn That Scary Pod. You can hit us up on Twitter at Damn That Scary Pod. Uh, shoot us a mes- message on there. We're pretty active on that. Uh, also on Facebook at Damn That Scary. Uh, and uh, – Check out all the other uh, shows on the network here at uh, BICB, BIQ, Matt, BICBP. It's too many damn letters. Thank you. There are some good ones. I've been listening to them myself. Have you now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You can check out uh, Two Point Conversation, which is uh, absolutely killing it right now for our football fans. You can check out. Fantastic. Yeah, check out uh, Panel Discussion for uh, all your nerdy shit and uh, comic book fixes and obviously all the pop culture that we talk about on there. And uh, guys, I guess uh, in closing, Greg, any words of wisdom? Love each other. Hard. (laughs) And deeply. Yeah. I mean, as deep as... Let's go with that. As deep as you can get, right? 
Yeah. 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 My love for you is deep. I know. Yeah. <laughs> God, never, ever shave that mustache. <laughs> God damn. Uh, well, guys, until next week, in closing, keep it spooky. Spooky. <laughs> damn, that's scary. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. we got to drive 75 yards. All right, we can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.